world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex Podcast. Hey boys, Mad Sim Racing Team. I know you guys are doing some eye racing. Probably we see each other on the racetrack, but uh, I want to wish you guys good luck in Sebring and Nurburgring. So uh, just uh, just don't beat me. All right, good luck, boys. And that's the voice of IndyCar Indy 500 champion Tony Kanaan wishing uh, wishing us luck in the Sebring 12. Uh, and we're coming to you now on Into the Apex post Sebring 12 on iRacing. Uh, it's Saturday night. The race has just finished uh, about less than an hour ago, actually. Uh, myself, Patrick Stein is here, uh, Bradley, and uh, for the first time with us tonight is Doug Buchanan, my teammate, uh, assistant uh, endurance director for Bruce, uh, who's on our show often. Uh, Doug was a team fastbender with me, and uh, we welcome you to the show, Doug, and we, we had a good result. We're going to get into our Sebring results and experience and takes. Uh, but Team Fastbender and the Porsche uh, did pretty well for us today. Yeah, it really did, yeah. Thanks for uh, having me on here for the first time. This is exciting. Had a good race today and pretty, ha- pretty happy with our result. Yeah, it, w- it, was, uh, it was a fun day. Um, so, Patrick, let's get to you. We've been giving you a hard time. I think everybody who listens to the show has been waiting to see would Patrick race and what will he race. Will he race the Corvette, the Porsche, the BMW, maybe an LMP? Uh, so, Patrick, did you race the Sebring 12? No. No. We have, we lost this battle. We we will win the war, but we lost this battle. Patrick, I, was, Patrick, I don't know what the battle uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. The I know I'm going to get roped into something. Into Sebring. We, we have the seats, too. You'll, you'll race at Sebring next year, Patrick. There's always next year. Uh, that's a, to be determined. Well, that that's a full year to develop your skills. That's yeah, right. that's that's true. I will give it that. It's a so, full so year. You heard it here first. Patrick Stein will be racing the Sebring Twelve. Uh, no, no, that's not. That's I, not. I, a, it, uh, not only will he be driving the Sebring Twelve, he will be captain captaining his own team. Sounds like a plan. False All right, statement. Then. Moving on. False statement, Doug. I need to, I need backup here, buddy. Come on. What's that? You're gonna do it solo. I that's, believe that's that, what that I heard. That is also what I heard. That's that's going around the forums on iRacing. Good for you. 12 hours straight, Patrick will it'll just be Patrick in a bucket for 12 hours. Man, I'm going to have to put my rig up in the fucking bathroom. Did I mention he's going to be in VR? There. Somebody said he was going to be in VR the entire time. The hev- the heaviest VR that is made these days. Comes with a backpack. Yes. You do realize that I will probably vomit all over myself <laughs> from the yeah. VR. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Well, I did. I did six hours today. Almost. That's what the bucket's for, Patrick. <laughs> I mean, what were we saying, Bradley? I said I did six the bucket, hours. The bucket. The bucket is all inclusive, Patrick. But anyway, as you were, Bradley, comment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley, how long <laughs> are you staying? <laughs> so we did. Uh, so it was myself and uh, Jerry Isaacs for Team BMW, um, and to say we performed. Not as expected uh, is an understatement. Um, so yeah, we we did two hour stints, uh, double stint at each. Uh, we had a third driver uh, that was on our team. Uh, he had to back out uh, on short notice overnight uh, for some family issues. You know, there's nothing that could be done there. 
Um, so we kind of put it together this morning. I started and uh, we each did two hours pretty much. Um, and we each of us stayed and spotted for the other. So we were both constantly there. Um, so one thing I want to bring up uh, that I told Jerry we would t- discuss and we mentioned uh, post-race to each other. Um, and I'll, I'll get a clip of it at some point to put up on the uh, the website for Into the Apex. Um, we had uh, in the first lap, there were some cars as expected in the first lap or first corner that went sideways. I slowed down and avoided them. I made, mind you, I made no contact with any of these cars um, on lap one. And I slow down, a car barely taps me in the back, barely touches me. Um, it's like a one X uh, or a zero X or something. But uh, and then a car, I, I swerve to avoid hitting a car that's sitting sideways. Do not hit the car. Another car comes by me and just taps me, maybe going 10 miles an hour. Um, the contact was made at the, the right headlight on the side, kind of towards where the wheel is. Uh, no real noticeable loss of power. We, we suspected after we replaced everything that there might've been a slight loss of power, but for the most part, the car felt fine. There was no sign, no visible sign or feeling of damage. Um, so fast forward to towards the end of the first stint, um, I'm catching everybody getting into the top, you know, top 30, top 20, since we started in the back in like 50th, um, engine goes, the engine on our BMW blows just completely goes out after how long i'd say after a full stand would be about 50 minutes 56 minutes i'd say we were just over halfway in a fuel run and the engine just goes out blows just completely shocks both of us that's crazy um so we get in we had to tow it uh because this happened just past the uh hairpin and 16 40 40 minutes required repair to replace the motor the damage that caused that, 16 seconds optional. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that before. Never, neither one of us have ever seen it. And the reason I bring this up, it's not to whine, Tyler. It's not to whine. Although I, I, sure. I do say me and Jerry both contend based on our performance after that, which was almost flawless. We had almost no issues. We were the cleanest car out there left. Um, and we certainly would have had a top 10, if not a top five. Um there was a car at the very end we were trying to compete with. We finished P37. Uh, the car in P37 in the last few laps uh, actually wrecked and hit the wall. Um, he hit the wall pretty hard. I mean, he was going like 80 miles an hour, uh, and he was in a Ferrari. And when he hit the wall, I mean, it's full stop, solid hit, took his hood away. He gets back on track. We do pass him, but we realize he doesn't have to pit. So he chooses not to repair his damage, which is a smart move. Uh, because if he does, there's only five minutes left in the race. He'll be, probably be stuck in there and lose his position. Um, and we had to pit again for a splash. So I tell Jerry, you know, I'm going to check and see what his times are and uh, see, you know, he's got had to have lost power so we can get a splash, get out and beat him out. No, he's running as fast laps as he ever was. No loss of speed, no motor damage whatsoever. And he, he did not blow his motor at any point. Uh, we did beat him because he had to come in and pit for a penalty, for a uh, uh, incident point penalty after that. Um, but nothing on that. So that's there seems to be some kind of disparity there uh, or difference with iRacing and how they judge contact and what the penalty or consequence of that is. 
Well, what about netcode in general? Doesn't I mean that that affects everybody? It does. But this isn't just netcode. Doug can tell you about how that affected himself. Yeah, we we had a similar issue. We had to tow. Yeah, netcode. Yeah, net, well, that sounds like yours could be netcode as well. That's what happened to us. We had, we had, uh, we were got up into second place. We had a good start. Colby started sixteenth. We just worked our way up, and we were right at the halfway mark. Exactly six hours in, I think I had about four laps left before I had to pit for fuel, and just coming through, just before the hairpin, I guess. Car in front of me spun out, and I. I took action, went around him, went nice and slow, and or thought I was anyways, and yeah, went apparently missed him by about six inches, but Netcode put his car into my rear tire, and it basically like twisted our tire almost off, and we had to tow back to the pits. Then all we got was, they just changed our tires like a normal pit stop, and then our tire was fine, and we had, wow. what did we have, like four three, minutes of damage? Three minutes optional repair. Yeah, three minutes optional. Yeah. Yet, yet the car was, for you, it was undrivable to, to complete a lap and get back. You, There's a video of that on uh, Yeah, I saw that video. Our Mad Sim Racing up. Facebook and Twitter, at Mad Sim Racer. Uh, the Twitter's, or the Facebook's on MadSimRacing.com. If you want to watch the short video clip, you'll see the hit. Not a high-speed hit, uh, but it was just the worst kind of place. And, and we can, I mean, we were upset with the fact that the wreck even happened by the Corvette that was there. Uh, but same kind of situation. It seemed it seemed like it wouldn't have been disabling, uh, but it was complete. It was immediately disabling. Uh, but then some kind of glitchy, odd things happened in the pits. That thankfully it wasn't as bad as we thought. We thought based on the way it was driving, uh, with the wheel damage, that it would be a twenty-minute required repair. You know, really big hit. Uh, thankfully, uh, Team Fastbender only dropped to about P fifteen and was able to recover from there through the rest of the six hours. But um, yeah, stuff like that is a game changer for whatever. T- so you're into BMW. This happens to you. What What was that other car that you were mentioning? Do you remember the make of it? Yeah, I, I did say it. It was uh, the Ferrari. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, what, I, what you're I was saying? Be so, critical. I was going to kind of be try to be critical and make a joke about the BMW, but I still love. Yeah, the that's BMW what I was. Gonna, I mean, I was going to say it's made of tissue paper, but I mean, so what? So what you're saying is that that could have been a net code situation where. Uh, the netcode caused whatever models the damage or consequence from damage to think that it was a worse collision when yeah. there, there was there was no visible damage on the car and it, it thinking, only registered you're thinking it doesn't seconds optional so something like yeah, you're that you're thinking that you're thinking it didn't look bad at all it but did not. Netcode, that happened to us but it was I mean, 16 seconds so it was in fact not that bad the only thing i could we could chalk it up to at the time uh, i think jerry mentioned was well, I guess that's just an accurate simulation of if you have a minor contact with a car in real life, maybe it broke a radiator tube or something like that. I mean, it's in the sense of trying to sim it, you know, and convince yourself it's not uh, kind of ridiculous. Uh, we we kind of had to tell ourselves, yeah, I guess we broke a well, broke a water tube or something, which is, right, I guess is possible. Right. You know, watch watch the video of of Doug's incident with the the Corvette, and uh, where we mentioned it on Facebook, Twitter. Um, Watch how the car after he's kind of he has a hard time getting its back underway. It's a tough to rejoin, but once he gets rejoined uh, and then has to park it, watch how the car is moving forward, but at an angle that you can see how bad the wheel damage is to the, where he had to tow. Uh, and then the wreck doesn't; it just didn't seem that bad. But the results that in the wheel were dramatic. Yeah. So what that tells me is next year when. Uh we probably swapped to LMP2 and GTD and maybe a, a third class that's that's introduced. 
Uh, we're going to go back to the tanks that are the LMPs. <laughs> you think, no, they'll make the new damage model for the LMPs by then, right? Uh, well, they don't have it for the GTLMs, and it's not going to come now, I'm sure. I was I was holding out hope we would see animated pit crews for the road cars, but haven't seen any heard anything about that. That would be uh, very nice to uh, to have that. But uh, yeah, that was our race in a nutshell. We did. I mean, it was a fun race. We stuck it out. We didn't give up. Uh, we considered trying to do the later start time, but I did. I don't think either one of us wanted to stay till midnight. Uh, so we stuck it through. Finished P seven after falling back to P fifty four. Uh, Finish P7. Or P37, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to wound you that way. I think the Waffle House team finished P7. <laughs> team Team Waffle House with a uh, picture of a waffle on the top of the car. Great. Yeah. I think I also have just kind of discovered with that Ferrari, the reason why it didn't have engine trouble, it's a mid-engine car. Ah, well, that makes sense. But I could swear I saw engine components when the hood was taken off of the car. Well, I'm just Pretty going cool. off of a real life. It was a Ferrari 488, I believe. I yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. It is definitely mid engine. The only one that's front engine in GTE is the BMW. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So if it if front end contact, it wouldn't have that much of an impact, obviously, in horsepower or anything. That, so that might be your answer. Yeah, that that exposes my lack of knowledge of Ferraris and motorsports in general. I think the the thing really is the inconsistency, though. That's the can be the hard thing to swallow, right? We we actually had, and I forgot about it until just now. We had like a kind of a lucky incident with Netcode, Tyler. Your uh, your little incident at sunset there. Yeah, what happened there? We we went right through. I was uh, in my first stint, and uh, I was behind a somewhat slower car. And uh, next thing I know, we're going through the uh, beginning of sunset and they're sideways into the wall and I'm kind of blinking about a little bit and uh, I end up driving, I end up inside them. I drive right through them Um, and I get a 4X and I just don't know what happened. The car is fine. It's, you know, you know how that happens. It's like driving through a ghost and and I I literally, I'm assuming they bounced off the wall. That's fortunate. Yeah. Because otherwise that would have been probably a race. Yeah. That would have been a race ending accident. Yeah. You know how fast you are going barreling into sunset. You're barreling in there. Oh yeah. I spun out a couple times there. Don't, don't tap the brakes there when you're in, in cornering. Yeah. Bradley, I didn't spin out in sunset at all in my fast bender Porsche. That's good to know. Yeah, it sounds like you were struggling, Bradley. In that no, I was. Uh, I was one of the faster. We were one of the faster cars in the race. All right. Okay. If you say so. The setup was uh, fantastic. You say so. On that car, that uh, I want to bring that car back. It's a beautiful car. It is. We're. I think we need to uh, to bring it back at the next endurance race that we can enter it in. For sure, and it looks great. That paint you had looks amazing. Oh yeah, it looked uh, that was Bradley and and Jerry. The two they were tag team, and that was the official into the Apex team. Uh, So I do, as a part of this podcast, I hate to see it uh, because we're not going to give that another try probably until, um, you know, Nurburgring, and that's going to be a huge effort. We're going to have like six drivers um, for Nurburgring. That's coming up in less than a month. Or about yeah, exactly a month. Won't be that car, though. You'll have to pick a different one. Yeah, yeah or I have to go GT3. Yeah. Or GT4. Anybody? Anybody? No. No. BMW M4? 
If it's a GT3. Or GT3. Uh, I'm not doing a GT4. No. For 24 hours around Nürburgring? Absolutely. Uh, Part of me wants to try it, but there's no other takers. No, you're not. I think everybody else wants to do the Porsche or maybe the McLaren just because it's the fad. But I have some love, at least. I I love the look of that car. I don't know why. I just, I like the, like the design of it. Now I'll run right back to the BMW for the GT. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, I, Doug, I loved that Porsche today. I love driving that all day. Yeah, I knew it. I knew you would. Yeah, it's a great car. It uh, something about it, just just wheeling it through the corners. Uh, it's it's got a different feel than the BMW. I like the BMW, but uh, it just uh, something. I don't know. I, I can't even really describe it. I just can't. It's the feel of it. I, yeah, you put like, it into words. Like you feel like you're up on the wheel and you're just yes, you're yeah. tossing it around, right? The wheels right there in your face. I find um, I can catch it more easily as well. Yeah, like it's a little more work to drive it fast, but I also feel like when I'm on the limit, I can catch it more easily, which is strange, I yeah. guess. But so. but but we noticed. I'm interested, Bradley, to hear your take on this because because we were noticing. Seemed like the Corvettes were doing really well in this race today. We had a lot of we had a lot of Corvettes in our race. I think the BMW actually won our race. Um, if I'm not mistaken, at least they led the majority of it. Um, but, uh, the Corvettes, I think podium to two and three. Uh, but yeah, I noticed a lot of Corvettes, a lot of Porsches and a handful of BMWs, but the, I mean, the BMWs weren't spared. I mean, I don't know what the BOP was exactly, but I mean, there was no car, no manufacturer that was favored. I would say probably fewer Ferraris, but that's also because that's, that's the older car available there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say on my split, the vets were faster. I mean, I, we passed plenty of Corvettes, but, uh, they were certainly more popular than, than I'm used to. So they seem to break pretty well. I think Doug, you were noticing that they were breaking really well. Yeah, generally. That's right. I think we remember that from Daytona as well. The, the Corvette was really good on the brakes there. I just, did, I just don't like the Corvette. I've said it on this show before. Me neither. I drove it and I just wasn't. Wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, I mean, I would I would bring it out just because I don't want to waste it, and I enjoy it. Uh, the The cockpit of the car is nice. I mean, and at nighttime, it's it's well modeled. Um, I mean, I liked it. Uh, we've discussed the audio and the sound of it. If they improved that, that would definitely get me back into it. But yeah, I mean, I would use it at a select. Say maybe there's a weekend endurance event of some kind, three three or six hour. I would I would try it out just to get warmed up with it. And just make sure you don't have to know how much fuel you have in your car because it won't tell you. And I don't have crew chief, so I'm going to run out of gas. That's uh, that, <laughs> yeah, that happened to me at, at Sebring, actually. Yeah, uh, Doug actually asked me or asked us, the two of us, what our fuel uh, calculating methods were. And I had to uh, admit that, uh, that mine is poor guesswork. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm, I'm not good at math. So I look and say, well, I'm turning two minute laps there are this many laps probably left to go based on the time that's remaining. So I probably need this much gas. And then I run out of gas crossing the uh, start finish line. I, and I try to do math that I can't do while driving a virtual car. Yeah. We were so worried about that tonight. We completely overfueled, but uh, <laughs> it was better than the other way. Yeah. I, but that happened with me and Jerry. Uh, I was crew chiefing at the end and we were like, uh, I saw there was a full tank and I told Jerry, well, there's, how much fuel do you think we need? I'm not really sure. And we have a full tank set. We certainly don't need that with uh, 20 minutes to go, however many it was. And uh, he said, oh, I got it. 
and it's just crew chief estimated it for him, which I, I've never used it. Everyone says to use it. I'm everybody, everybody uses it. So Bradley and I were like, uh, us talking about it. Everybody knows about it. We're the last one. Yeah. The well, I, I do it because I'm afraid and everyone's told me, but I'm, I'm still nervous to add yet another background, uh, program behind iRacing. Cause I have discord, I have Oculus, I've got, uh, Obviously, Google Chrome, which takes a lot of resources, iRacing service. I'm afraid it's going to affect my VR experience to add yet another program in the back. But everyone tells me it's not, so I don't know. Yeah, I can't speak to that. I don't know. I don't think it would really cause any noticeable difference, but I do run it. I would just, I just usually turn it off during endurance events. But like for you know the anything where you need to pit the IMSA, the ESS, I use it all the time, and it's never. Never failed me. Not yeah. like it did for David and Bruce. Oh, yeah. yeah we know that. First 12, uh, underfueling them. Oof. Yeah, that was stressful. Um, so, yeah, uh, the competition, the friendly competition uh, between Porsche and BMW and Team Fastbender and Team Bradley into the Apex BMW. Uh, Porsche won the day. Uh, Bruce, uh, the A team, as we call them, they, they had the best finish out of all of our group. Uh, P4 in GTE class, uh, and they were driving a Porsche. So Porsche was, for our experiment, number one. Uh, our Corvette team finished P11. Uh, they did well, uh, all fast drivers. Uh, and a Corvette won our split, uh, Doug, I know, um, and just seemed to generally uh, be really fast in it. Um, yeah, I think it was Corvette, Corvette, and maybe BMW, something like that, uh, for most of the race. Um, but yeah, I love I love that Porsche. I'm going to drive the Porsche GTE more. Uh, I realize that BMW is not going to make us an official cu- customer team, so I'll just drive what I enjoy uh, and and split my time between the two. Uh, I feel like all I've been doing lately is driving the BMW GT3. It's the first time I've driven uh, a GTE so much, and it feels like a long time. Um, and I haven't driven the LMP2 since Daytona, so I feel like I'm due to give that its, its diligence uh, because I'm for sure I'm not going to go after the LMP1. I hate that thing. Oh, we have bad experience with that. It, oh. it hurt me. The LMP1 hurt me. That was a rough, rough go around. Yeah. Freaking curbs. But um, speaking of the Sebring race today, Team Redline, we understand, won the top split. <laughs> Yeah, the evil <clears throat> empire. Uh, Rob will be joining us later for F one uh, picks, but uh, myself and Rob view Team Redline as the evil villain of iRacing. Now uh, we are not into Team Redline at all uh, for reasons that we've gotten into in the recent episodes. Uh, still no responsibility taken by them. Still no uh, anything really by Team Redline uh, regarding their drivers. Uh, there are no real updates on that this week. We thought we might have something new on that or, or to update. Uh, Sim Racing Drama World on Twitter that initially kind of broke this story to, to the broader world um, put up a tweet this this week that somebody reported that their tweets about that, breaking that story, were reported. Uh, so I guess somebody trying to get them in trouble or get their Twitter shut down or, or get those tweets removed. I'm not exactly sure. Uh they were, it's somewhat vague. It was kind of put out as a breaking story. Uh, and, and I feel like the implication, though it's not stated, is that Team Redline might have been behind that, trying to silence them, quote-unquote. Uh, 
but it's that's not clear. There's no proof of that. We, I, I think anybody could probably report it. Uh, the good question would be why you know why would somebody besides Redline report it? I mean, I guess there could be many reasons. Uh, so I contacted them on Twitter. Uh, they were responsive before uh, about the team Redline story. Uh, gave us a little more context information among other people. Uh, well, I, I contacted them about this. I didn't get anything, any response. Uh, they saw the message. They, they didn't respond. I wanted to know if, if they even knew or had an idea of who would have done the reporting or if they could confirm, hey, we don't know who did it. Twitter just said, this has been reported, and that's it. I suspect that's the case. Uh, so in that case, we can't really sit here and, and, and break a story or say that, uh, oh, Team Redline's trying to silence criticism. Um, it, it could be in the back of our minds, but it, there's no evidence of it. So uh, there's really nothing new on that other than somebody has has apparently reported uh, the tweets. Bradley playing devil's advocate, which is fair. Bradley, you speculated that maybe uh, after the Sim Racing, Sim Racing 604 situation, uh, maybe they're trying to become martyrs or gather support and publicity, and maybe nobody reported anything. I know it's speculation yeah, I mean, as well, but it, it is a good devil's advocate point. Yeah, I mean, that that is a thought that would cross anybody's mind, I think. I mean, that's there in the bit. If, if your Twitter's name is Sim Racing Drama World, and there's not that much drama in Sim Racing, at least, well, we, we didn't think there was. I mean, there's been some things happening of late. Uh, one thing I think we're going to discuss a little later um, to add on just a little bit of drama, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're a content creator and you see how the entire community, including major uh, big people in that community, rally around one of their own, uh, who's maybe even a little bit smaller than them. I mean, I think some bigger names came to his his assistance, Sim Racer or uh, Six Hundred Four. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you try to do that too? And some big names did respond. I saw Dave Cam. Yeah. Uh, respond to it or acknowledge it. So, I mean, yeah, I'd, I I could see where they might be tempted to create that kind of story. There's there's really no consequence if you don't come out and say Team Redline is responsible. You just say somebody re- reported it. I mean, and it, like you said, it's it could be true. I don't know why they would, would make that up. I do wonder because they were so quick to respond to your inquiries about uh, Redline and tell you exactly what was going on. And then they did not respond to you and have not yet responded to your, your questions about this. Um, yeah. So a little, not little, going to. little odd. Yeah. I was, I was like, well, that's, yeah, uh, we, we were communicating before and, uh, we want to understand before we talk yeah. about things. Unless they just uh, did not like our coverage or if they think we're s- stealing their scoops. Well, we're no, we're credit. We credited them initially and we'll credit them on anything they ever share with us privately or publicly. Um, but it was a kind of a vague tweet, and I wanted to know more about it, uh, and we didn't get that. So I, there's nothing more we can say. It's is it, it's not as big of a story to me if I don't have more uh, questions answered. Right. Uh, we're not we're not here. Uh, I I think we played our own devil's advocate of uh, is even talking about this stuff toxic and creating some kind of toxicity within sim racing and the sim racing community. Uh, we made our point uh, a couple episodes ago. I don't I don't think that's the case. Uh, because I think what Team Redline is, what's pretty evident that they did or their drivers did, what the team has not done by being silent about it, 
is uh, is self-evidently an issue. And it's not something that we all can just, oh, move on. Oh, iRacing did their thing. Uh, there's nothing else to discuss. There's There are some other things to discuss. We won't rehash that. But that's where we stand on that this week. Uh, it seems to be something that every other week we might hear something new, and we wait to see if these drivers return as competitors for that team. Uh, speaking of sim racing drama world, this Twitter, uh, that is something we weren't sure about, uh, but they've proven to be pretty credible and we'll give them that credit, uh, because they were correct on the, uh, red line story initially. Uh, and they put after that tweet also this week, they put a tweet out a breaking tweet. It is somewhat tabloidism uh, in its theme, uh, breaking news tweet that, uh, several drivers were uh, banned is the word that was used uh, for using uh, a an exploit, a grass exploit uh, in the BMW Sim Cup 120 on Sunday. I think it was at Silverstone, I believe. We didn't compete in it. Um, assuming this is the top split, the broadcast split um, with the major teams, they didn't put who was, was banned, how many people, uh, but just that they believe it was from their reports that it was a grass tire cooling exploit. Uh, so apparently this was a thing. I wasn't familiar with this, and I may, we may be late to the game because I don't think many of us were aware of this, uh, but apparently it's been around. Uh, that Apparently you can dr- uh, cut through grass with your tires and cool them off and get more grip. Uh, that's fascinating to me, and that's something we're going to talk about. Um, but we were that was something I also messaged them about trying to find out more about. They didn't respond to that either. Uh, So I don't know why, Um, but it was also kind of vague. It really didn't tell us much, Uh, but then they did prove credible because uh, only a couple days later, maybe a day or two later, uh, the major sim racing team BS plus competition. It's an official BMW sim racing team. Um, I think they partner with Turner Motorsports also in some sense, Um, put on Twitter that uh, an image or a GIF or meme rather, of uh, hating grass and noting that uh, one of their teams was out of Sebring, uh, specifically the team of Nathan Lewis, uh, who's a team driver out of, I believe, New York State, uh, and also a setup maker for Craig's setup shop. Uh, he was not able to do Sebring. Uh, they didn't explicitly state in their team's Twitter why he wasn't making uh, Sebring uh, or necessarily what the grass thing was about. But nevertheless, it, it seemed to suggest somebody wasn't allowed to race uh, and there was something to do with grass. And it was kind of a cheeky tweet, so to speak. Uh, but it, it, it really kind of, being aware of Sim Racing Drama's story, they seem related. Uh, so we contacted BS Plus Competition on Twitter directly. They responded in less than 10 minutes, I would say, uh, clarifying that, yes, that's exactly what the situation was. Nathan and several drivers from other teams uh, were suspended uh, for, I think it was six, seven days initially, then it was reduced to a three-day suspension. But uh, either way, they they would be suspended during the Sebring 12 and weren't allowed to race during it. Um, And uh, they said they, to be clear, they accepted the penalty completely. Uh, They did, the criticisms of them, they did have the issue they had, they felt that other people, other teams, more people than were penalized were doing this. It was widespread in the, in that race, uh, and not everybody was penalized in the same way or penalized at all. Uh, I don't know that. we None of us here watched the race and 
studied it. We don't, we didn't watch it in any sense. Uh, but uh, that was the kind of their it kind of rubbed them the wrong way, but they were very professional about it um, and said they accepted it. It is what it is. They literally said it is what it is. Um, so I don't view that as a scandal necessarily. And that's what we're going to talk about right now is uh, obviously that's not the same as, as the red line situation. Uh, one, the ban was three days, not 90 days. Uh, two, they weren't sneaking around stealing stuff. Uh, this is a situation where the question I posed to you guys, uh, this is something that is obviously was possible or is, or was possible and by eye racing by design in the, in the, in the race or on the track and with the cars and the tire models and, and the grass models. Um, so it's there for the taking, uh, so to speak. Uh, and if you see, if you're in a major race as a major team and you see a bunch of people doing this and you know, you can pull it off and everybody seems to be doing it. Do you, do you follow along or do you go, uh, no, I can't do this. I'm going to get disqualified uh, and, and lose the race or fall back. Uh, what do you guys think about it? Where, where would you stand on this? Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I mean, I guess it's, it depends on if they kind of knew that what they were doing was wrong. Were they told not to do that and then chose to do it anyways? Then I can sort of support the, the penalty from that aspect. The three-day ban, you know, two days before Sebring kind of seems very specific, a little punitive kind of. But uh, at the same time, if, if everyone else is doing it and you're, and, you're, and you're able to, I mean, honestly, if you're able to put your car in the grass not lose time, cool your tires and be faster overall and not crash. I kind of, I'm, I'm actually impressed because I can't do that. Yeah. That's, that's where all of us fell in. It was like, what the hell? Uh, we were talking about that in Sebring tonight. Uh, Cause we ran off. We, that was the joke we made tonight in our team. Anytime we slightly ran off from the grass. Oh, I'm just cooling my tires. Yeah. Just, cool. uh, and, and the car gets immediately unsettled and wants to hook. It's like, how in the hell are these guys, doing this subtly and gaining an advantage over it uh, because if i do it it's it's complete chaos and shit show and the race is almost over uh so i i just i mean i may be late to this and everybody may know exactly what this is but i just want to see this in action i'm in all of this yeah i mean i'm kind of in awe of it as well because there's plenty of times i go off in the grass it's not to cool down my tires it's because i run out of skill <laughs> point blank but the fact that they're, they're doing that and they're able to ga have gain and gain something from it. Hell, why are you even penalizing them at that point? They, 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 they found a little hole in the system. Well, it's like, and also the criticism that the team had, I mean, if that's the case, penalize everybody or penalize nobody. Exactly. It, fix, penalize nobody and fix the issue. Yeah. Or fix Do a path. Yeah, it's like it's like the you know cyclists doping or bodybuilders doing steroids. You can't you can't win without it, so you're gonna do it if everyone is. Yeah, if you're in you're in the race, it's happening, and you're in a line of cars, and everybody's doing whatever it is. Like first, I don't I don't know how subtle it is, and I don't know how you tell that it's intentional versus a one X mistake. How do you know the difference? That's one question I have. I don't know enough about it. Uh. Next is how much of an advantage is it? Like how long can you run in the grass and not lose time? I mean, what is the, what is the balance between having some tires in the grass and then, then like, is it 0.2 seconds in the grass and you suddenly 
gain all this grip in a corner on the, on at spa, for example, or something yeah. uh, or Silverstone. What's the, what is the balance or ratio of time in the tire time in the grass versus gained grip? I mean, we're, we're talking grass to cooling ratio. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking insane. Uh, just that must be how competitive these upper split made main series are. Uh, I, I tell you, cause uh, it's just unthinkable to me that that's even necessary. <laughs> <laughs> to do it like so, yeah well and that, that's you, you made a good point there because that's something i've always wondered and thought having never raced in the top split of anything um it's <laughs> yeah let's let's let that settle for just a moment um you're damn right bradley yeah do you ask me if i've raced in the top split before Bradley? you've raced in the only split before that's not the top split when there's only one split well, it actually you were you were the when you when you were the bottom of the barrel and they scraped you up and threw you in there. Technically, Bradley. Technically, if it's the only split, it still is the top split. That's number one. Number two, I don't know about bottom of the barrel. Yes, Roman Grosjean uh, flashed his lights at us. Yes, Tony Kanaan flashed his lights at us. Yes, we almost wrecked Sebastian Joe while he was leading the race. Those are all facts. But I don't know about bottom of the barrel. Uh, inexperienced. That. That's a little I, hard. I would, little say, hard. I would say inexperienced. I don't know. Well, out, I think out of our green element. to the uh, top split experience. Yeah, it was a little scary. But uh, anyway, my, my point yeah. was uh, th- that brings to mind something I've always thought, which is when you get to that level of a top split driver and your I rating is seven, 8,000 or whatever it is, and you're in these pro series and the top tier of everything. You, is it really so much that you're good at motorsports, or is it that you're you're? And I'm going to say the G word, Tyler. Prepare your body. It's that you're really good at the game of i racing. You've learned how to master oh i racing in particular, not necessarily motorsports or driving a car. I mean, yes, yeah, you're driving a car, but there's other parts of it that when you get down to it and you you take away the skin of it. What what it comes down to is, it's it's still a game, it's still a oh. it's still it's it's still a game. My teeth hurt. And there's a way to just like in Call of Duty or anything like that. There's a method to excelling at it. That's You've not that's not necessarily something that you would be able to succeed at in real life in, in a car. Yeah. I mean, none of us want to. I mean, none of us want that. Yeah, I don't want that. Racing. Exactly. So fix it, I racing. Don't, don't punish people though. for it. Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want blood. Like, let me be clear. And it's not just, and, and I hear people, I already hear some groans even. It's not because that the team, uh, the BS Plus competition responded to us. Uh, I was impressed with what they said and how they handled it. And um, that they responded to us. And that, yes. Also that, yes. Um, because Team Redline is not saying anything. It's obviously, like we said, it's different. But uh, they took responsibility. Um and uh, and did what they needed to do. They put it, they even put something out publicly and got ahead of it, and uh, handled it with with class. Uh, when when we reached out to them about it, uh, and and for that I credit them. It's not it's not the same, and I, I don't you know I think a three day penalty is is reasonable. It seems like it's like I racing knew they had to do something, but they it, it is a slap on the wrist. Although to lose Sebring is pretty significant. Yeah, there are only so many major events. Kind of feels like it might be directed at Sebring, you know? Yeah. Almost like, hey, hey guys, you're busted. We know all you guys did this. No Sebring for you. 
Yeah, kind of just like a like a reminder, like, all right, we caught you doing this, so you're not going to get Sebring, but have this be a lesson going forward. Knock the knock this crap off, basically. Yeah, I do. Have well, let me out. let me add some context actually, because I tried to research this when I found out when I realized it was something. After we talked to the team, I tried to understand more about this because I had never heard of it, and I, I figured maybe this has been around longer, and I'm just ignorant, you know. Never, I'm never never above assuming that I'm ignorant about something. Uh, so I tried to find anything I could on it. Uh, all, I, all I could find was uh, about a month-old Reddit iRacing post. I, Reddit iRacing is my go-to. Uh, about a 26 days or so old post about this. Somebody put a topic up to start conversation about it. Uh, and somebody said, uh, yes, it's a thing. And uh, the Porsche Sports Cup drivers used to do this until they were told to knock it off by iRacing. So apparently that's the case. And some people that listen that follow uh, Porsche Sports Cup maybe more thoroughly uh, and, and have done it longer may already know about this. This may be nothing new uh, other than it's, that it's happening now. Um, but so that's what I found on it is it's, it's something that there is some precedence of it happening and people being told not to do it. Uh, is it in the sporting code? Uh, does anybody here have the sporting code memorized? Anybody? Hell no. Yeah. Not quite. No. So I, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't I can, tell you. I would say, you know, it's not in the spirit of competition, right? It's, it's a bit of a, an unrealistic exploit. And if people have been told not to do it, I can agree with pain, penalizing them. But I, I do have a question, though, regarding, like, the sort of the mechanics of it. Are they not getting an off-track 1X when they do this? See, that's what that's I think it was like the first thing Bradley said when I commented this to him uh, was, I mean, isn't this self-policing? You get your penalty in the form of a 1X anytime you do this. Well, and if I remember from the last BMW Sim Cup we did, they had like a hard cap disqualification. No drive. Yeah, just really short one. Cute. And at the end, it's not a lot. Yeah, the BMW Sim Cup was really strict on that. You're right. Uh, Isn't that penalty enough? I mean, or did they find a place where where you could do it and it did not give you a one X, or maybe it was just a very very small amount of get the tire over? Like, look at the clip. There's a clip on the Facebook uh, of our. I got a slow motion clip of the uh, brake glow, and at the end of that, you can see we kind of pop over and bump the wheels into the dirt. And you know the the horse or the uh, uh, <laughs> my mind is. <laughs> The hairpin. Yes. You've only been driving. You've only I mean, been on the my mind is going horseshoe. Hours. Horseshoe. It's the horseshoe. Bradley, you've only been driving the track for twelve hours. I, uh, yeah, I, I drove more than. What's the horseshoe? Um, That's I was thinking. Color. I was thinking yeah, international horseshoe. I don't know why I'm, I keep getting okay. confused. I don't have a. I, I don't have a track map in front of me. Forgive me. Uh, but anyway, you could see where we and I did it all day. And there's this. You can even see where it worn out. Had worn out the grass into a track. Uh, where drivers have been doing that, where when you accelerate, you can just roll over the dirt, dust and dirt there. You do not get a one X. You don't get a cut through penalty. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think it would do anything for the tires. When I hit it, the engine would rev up and I would, you know, you can run off a tiny little bit, uh, either your right side or left side tires into the dirt. It'll kick up some dust, uh, which they've enhanced recently. And keep going, and you I mean you can hear it in the RPMs that you you hit dirt, you hit soft soft ground, uh, 
and keep going. But if you get even a little bit too far off, it's going to take you right around. So they could not have been, I think what we're picturing and the reason why we can't understand this uh, is we're picturing just running two tires off into the grass, every corner. And it, it, there's just no way in my experience that that's what it could have been. It had to have been something very, very small that only iRacing would, could probably really notice. I mean, they might have found it or word got out and it got spread around the garages of these big teams. But, I mean, I just, I find it hard to believe it's it's going to be so blatant that, that you're going to have guys just running two tires full on in the dirt. I mean, I, we could test it out. I don't think that's going to work. It's a little ridiculous. It is. Thought of it. So I don't think I don't I don't think it's as ridiculous as we are picturing it when you hear about it. I think it's but nothing then, more then, subtle. If it's that subtle, how do you enforce that? It's a good question. How, I how mean, do you penalize because every, a lot of people's complaints are the track limits are are really strict at some of these tracks, and you get really tired of, of getting the one X's. You know, so I don't know. I mean, real life series have track limits too, so. That's kind of what the one X is is simulating, but a lot of people. I mean, who who here gets that annoying? You get that feeling when you get a one X. It's just I don't know. It's not not a good. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it is. It's, it's aggravating. It's never not annoying. Yeah, it's right? more annoying. I mean, you're pissed off. You can move on. It's not an accident, but yeah, it can be intense waiting. You know, trying to not get that drive through penalty, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, when you're down to, to one or two X for the penalty, yeah, it makes it can make the difference in a victory. You almost want to just get it done and make it happen. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you need to be. <laughs> get it pull, pull the Band-Aid off fast instead of slow. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, I I that's I mean I have mixed feelings about this. I don't think it's obviously, I don't think it's a big scandal. Um, it's not a big secret, clearly. Uh, although we only, we don't know of any other teams or any other drivers doing it. Um, credit to the major team that, that is not being subtle, not being bashful about it. And it takes responsibility and the drivers taking their medicine for it, uh, and missed the race today. Um, but it's just kind of an interesting exploit. If I mean to call it an exploit, it, obviously it is an exploit. Um, but it was kind of a surprise to me that it was even a thing, and a surprise to me that it's possible. It just doesn't. Uh, I guess, like you said, Bradley, I picture, I picture real something really extreme, like cars that aren't even on the track, like uh, cars making their own track limits and somehow able to manage the grass with with two tires. It, it's unreal. Yeah, maybe it's a, a some kind of cheat code where they turn the grass into pavement. <laughs> That's a whole other story now. Well, yeah, cheat it, codes. It's a hole in the wall where you just drive into it, and it takes you into another dim- another dimension. <laughs> yeah, pretty, it takes yeah. you into the Mario Kart world. Yeah, my God. Um, I don't think any of us here feel like we could manage that in any sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. No way. We're not. And, uh, and Doug's probably here. the best one of us here. Would not on the road. To take that risk. Yeah. I mean, that is just a no fly zone. <laughs> the dirt, the grass, whatever. Why? Yeah. If, if, if any of our team members wrecked and totaled the car going, cutting into the grass and you said, Hey man, why did you do that? And their answer is to go faster. Of course. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? 
it's just it, it's it's con- all the world, yeah, man. It, it is. It is. I'm telling you. It's what is this? It's Call of Duty. It's uh, every uh, every I don't know. every little thing, every little inch you can get. And no matter how you can get it, I mean that's that's what's happening up there. It's a crazy place. Yeah. It seems like corners are being cut left and right, literally between between all of literally. this stuff. Yeah, but yeah, and I mean, here we here we are trudging down in the mid to low splits, trudging low, away low splits, mid to low splits. But we have a top split mentality. We do. That's that. Uh, you, in <laughs> fact, if you go to madsimracing you can purchase the mug. The bottom test, split bottom, team, yeah. Bottom split, top team. split mentality. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's that's half the battle. Feel like you belong, and one day you will. And you know, we, went, we belonged one morning. We were all chasing wins today, and nobody would have cared what split it was in, right? That's right. Oh yeah, wins a win. There's only one Sebring twelve. That's right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> we just keep faking it till we make it. Absolutely. Um. So closing thoughts on on Sebring, on all of this. Uh, I don't think any of us cooled our tires in the grass today. We tried. We failed. Um, Sebring, I was I was so pumped for it. I was really excited for it. Um, and it really, I, I we had issues. We had the ups and downs that we always have for endurance races. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was really fired up for Sebring 12. And it, it, and it delivered to me personally. Uh, I think in one aspect it was because I got to drive at the sunset, and I so love. Oh yeah, me too. That was that was uh, nice. I don't know what you, what was the weather. Nice. The weather in ours was mostly cloudy, so the sun didn't really. It was raining high. in ours, Bradley. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We got that one experimental ours. split. But yeah, it was mostly no, it was cloudy. A beautiful clear sunset. Mostly cloudy. So we didn't have a whole lot of sun shining in the eyes, thankfully. We had some sun in the eyes, but it was beautiful. Oh, oh it yeah. was it was beautiful. I mean, it was like it was a religious experience. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure Michael Fassbender himself came down and touched your car. Yeah, he did. Bit, he bit of good fortune in good ways. Yeah, Michael Michael Fassbender was riding in that car with us all day. Sure, he was. Yeah, sure. Yeah, was. we lined it up perfectly, so Tyler got to drive it right into the sunset, and then I took over to bring it home after the sun was down. Yeah, yeah the sun's nice. down and. Uh, by the power of Fassbender. The personality. Patrick, uh, Patrick, what were you doing at sunset? Mm, I think I was eating dinner. Yeah. Interesting. Not as you could have said worse things, Patrick. Yeah, I could have. I, I, kinda... I could have, but I don't think people have put the kitties uh, to bed yet. So uh, I'm, I'm yeah, going to keep I, uh, it PG here. Yeah, this is first I, half. I was, first I half was thinking. I didn't know if Patrick would say uh, why well, I just uh, shoveled the last load of dirt over the uh, shallow grave. <laughs> Who the fuck? What the? <laughs> dark. It's dark, That's Patrick. Really it's getting dark. It, it, it is getting dark, you sick fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, do you uh, want to go for a walk in the woods? Do you want to go for a long walk in the in the scraggly woods? <laughs> You want to go in my van down by the river? Right. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you like cheese sandwiches? Because I got a whole van full of them down here. Do you want quick, some candy? Quick uh, quick message for the uh, would-be uh, assaultists out there. Uh, you, you don't actually have to have cheese sandwiches in the van. 
does not just actually yeah, does just have the van. And a that, that's how they lured Bradley a long time ago. It was, yeah. I like I like cheese sandwiches a lot. So some guy, I was down at the river, and some guy said, "Hey, hey, hey, man, do you like cheese sandwiches?" I said, "Yeah, of course, I like cheese sandwiches. Like them, I love them. I love them." Give he me said, that well, shit. Well, well, that's that's funny, man, because I got a whole van full of them down here. Don't you want one? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll go down there. That's what happened to me. And the rest is history. Sure is. Now, now I, I and the man in the van was Michael Fassbender. It sure was. <laughs> that's why I'm Team BMW forever. What that man did to me, traumatized. It is. Um, Gotta let it happen. But yeah, Sebring, as you could tell, I think uh, we're, all, hard, we're a little that's tired. That's a hard segue. It is a hard segue. We're, it was a hard segue, yes. Um, you could tell, I think, we're all a little exhausted. I've uh, been up since early, early this morning. Uh, myself, I mean, we had the worst result, uh, but we worked very, very hard to get back up there. I, I'm uh, proud of you, Bradley, because... Oh, we didn't quit. I thought, I thought you would have quit as soon as you oh, found out you not. only had two. I mean... I know you, Bradley. I know you. Yeah, but I, I wanted to keep going. I was I'm surprised I was so ex- I, I was so excited in that car when the engine blew it just gutted us. Um we knew we had a fast car. Uh we knew the competition was gonna be close between us and you. Um and I, I'm I'm happy because of the way we performed uh after the engine was rebuilt. I mean we it we're not exaggerating when I say I I really think we had a car that could have won that race. Uh, we both myself and Jerry uh, encountered the top five and the leader. And I, I kid you not, we were not in a, we had only GTEs in that session and there was not a single GTE car that I approached that was faster than me. I had very few cars ever try to overtake me. And I was always passing the top five uh, getting by them. Uh, so, I mean, it was, we had the car to beat. I want to save that setup. I hope there's a Sebring race down the road where we can uh, use that setup again uh, because it wasn't the it wasn't the setup's fault. It wasn't the BMW's fault. It wasn't the BMW motor. It was your fault. Yeah, it was iRacing's fault. Oh, oh. oh. Yes, it was iRacing's fault. There was no accident. I'll, I'll show you the clip. There was nothing there. iRacing, I'm looking at you. There was nothing there worth blowing a motor. <laughs> and, and until you show me a goddamn hose <laughs> on that track sitting there then they, Bradley? there's no reason that should have happened that's all i'm saying it was fun time uh, I, I had a good time i, it was I realize race. very i realize race. bradley that that you realize i think we all know now <laughs> that that sebring is uh, an old airstrip mm-hmm. um have you uh have you uh landed on it in flight simulator yet You know I have like taking a sip of uh, taking a big sip of Buffalo Trace right there. Do a nice lap around there. You uh, I sure did. You telling me you landed your flight simulator plane at sea? Sure did. I took a Cessna out there. A Cessna. Yeah, I took a Cessna out there. Landed on the the runway. You get down real close. Uh, the textures of the track are there. All the textures of everything is there. Like the bridges are a texture, but when you land there's still a texture. So you drive over that. It's like the Google maps image laid down on the earth with the terrain accurately set. So you're saying it's 2d. It is. Yeah. I mean, so unless, unless un- you get a completely no, uninteresting. No, no, no. no, unless you get a photogram, grammatry city. 
So if there's a city that's been essentially, I don't know how they've done it, but it's, it's not like a laser scan or maybe it is. It's some sort of satellite scan. Bradley. Where it rebuilds everything. Brad, in accurate Bradley. 3D Bradley. Bradley. Yes. Bradley. Yes. Shut the hell up. Well, that was a good tangent. Yeah, you you should get some flight sim in your in your life, Tyler. <laughs> I knew you'd landed your plane. And when you're done with that, you can get I on knew to it. Uh, goat sim. Because you're. <laughs> what, what was that, Bradley? <laughs> Finish that thought. What I was, was going to say goat, but I should have said donkey because you're a jackass. <laughs> Um, what other track? I'm not even going to ask. I was going to ask what other tracks you've landed on. I don't want to know. Nobody wants to know. Um, I I did land it on uh, Daytona, but there's an airport right next to Daytona, so I landed there first. Well, you had to get your people to to their destination. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the that's what you tell yourself, right? Uh, apparently, I, I have a I fly a uh, private jet to uh, Paul Ricard and say I'm I'm holding Michael Fassbender. It's precious. Well, now that's, precious. More, that's more our speed. Yeah, that's you more perked Doug up a little there. Precious now. cargo. Yeah, it's precious. Doug, cargo. Doug, I don't know. Uh, we mentioned this. We we said this was a one off. This fast spender thing. Um, but I feel like this is gaining steam in the iRacing world. I feel like we need to take this on tour. This is like a cover band. We might have to. I mean, we had some popularity today. You know, we had yeah some teams that we kind of you know built relationships with for for twelve hours. It was uh, it was a good time. So. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe I mean, stay tuned. Our our paying sponsors don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Michael Fassbender has all the sway. <laughs> the half car sponsors on the yeah. right side, Fassbender on the left side. That hey, like the Turner Motorsports, right? BMW. Yes, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. There's something there. We'll see what we can do. This is. I, uh, let's say this. Let's just leave it at this. This this is not the end of Team Fassbender. Be continued. You're trying to. So, what would you do if you got Michael Fassbender's attention with this effort? What wouldn't we do, Bradley? I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, we would definitely ask him on the podcast, and that would. If if you got Michael yeah, Fassbender's attention, I mean, the possibilities would be endless. Well, that's. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to go watch uh, rewatch Glorious Bastards now, and uh, Prometheus. He's only in those other films. Yeah, he's in Prometheus much longer. Anyway, sim racing. Yeah, sim racing. Okay. There was a a 12-hour race today. We are a little bit delirious. Uh, We all had a lot of fun, Um, a lot of good teamwork today. So uh, I I lift my whiskey to you all and say cheers. Cheers. Mass sim racing, everybody listening. Team Fastbender, we appreciated everybody that, that we raced against today, even though some of you bitched and complained all day. Uh, we still appreciate you. Uh, and those who, who let us by when we flashed our lights, we, we appreciate you even more. Um, and we hope we didn't hurt anybody's feelings. And Patrick, we'll see you next year at Sebring. To be determined. To be determined. Captain Patrick. Patrick will be on Team Fastbender. Solo. All I can say is I will see you at Nürburgring at Green Hell. Uh, I'm, Nürburgring I'm already it nervous. I'm starting to sweat. Yeah, yeah. Are we? That's uh, we're gonna need some. Uh, speaking of uh, endurance operations, uh, Doug and Bruce, uh, that's gonna be. We're gonna have to do a lot of practice for that one. Yeah, I know. and I think the whole team is gonna have to get in there and practice because without it, I mean, we don't stand a chance. So that's I don't. Yeah, yeah. And I say that personally, speaking for myself, but 
that's going to be uh, probably the biggest endurance race we've done. I mean, we put a lot of emphasis on the other ones, but the 24 of Nurburgring is unlike anything I've done, anything Tyler's done, I think anything Patrick you've done. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be something. I do have one thing I have to throw out there. Tyler, you fucking owe me big time. So when we start Nurburgring, I don't care when your stint is. I'm going in before you because you've crashed me out before I've been able to get in two races. <laughs> I can't even argue with that. I did it at yeah, Bathurst good, and I did it logic. at Lamont and the LMP1. Don't take that away from me. Uh, Patrick, Patrick's going to start. That, Patrick has had zero chance to endurance race in the past two months, thanks to myself and partly Rob, who's not here. But like, yeah, he'll be here later. But yeah, yeah Patrick, I've, I've screwed you over. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, you, so yeah, you raw dogged me. So now, so you, and I treated you these fast. Spend, I treated my brothers in fast spender really well today. I did. I did decent. You did. You did. Actually, I want to say a big thanks to you. You did a great job. And and Colby, special shout out to Colby. The guy yes. did 122 laps today. Uh, many of those, much of that time, he was the fastest car on track, and recovering from a lot of my mistakes and zero incidents 122 laps zero x so big shout out the ice man very yes. awesome drive today sign that man to an extension that's right it's done well april is nurburgring month and that's coming up uh doug i'm glad you could join us on here uh, for this and we hope you'll join us on into the apex more often yeah. uh, every now and then the door's always open absolutely and uh, we're going to take a break and tell you about some of our great supporters here at Into the Apex. Uh, on the other side of that, uh, we're going to chat with Patrick a little bit more, and then we're going to jump in. Rob's going to join us, and we're going to do some uh, Formula One fantasy picks of the week for opening weekend. Uh, we'll be right back here on Into the Apex. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence and quality, meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence and self, meaning they want their styles and fitments to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you the confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it to be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offer, offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. This episode of Into the Apex podcast is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at www.greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA on tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers like us celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs online at badweatherbrewery.com.
And welcome back to the Into the Apex podcast. This is uh, Bradley here with Tyler, of course, and Patrick here. Uh, that was uh, Doug Buchanan joining us earlier, our assistant uh, director of endurance operations. And uh, Rob Gregoire will join us later for an F1 segment. Um, so uh, I guess the, the next thing we want to turn to is what's happening in the world of NASCAR. We just covered Sebring. Uh, we've kind of chit-chatted at times in the past about last week's uh, Sebring 12 in real life. So we want to bring in the rest of everyone that might be listening and discuss a little bit of NASCAR. Uh, because something big is happening this weekend also in the world of NASCAR, something that's not not happened in the Cup Series um, in a long, long time uh, since the old days of NASCAR. And that is the return to Bristol or the return to dirt racing at Bristol. Um, of course, we know the uh, truck series has gone to Eldora. Uh, they've done a lot of, of changes to the schedule this season in particular, and they've made taken a lot of efforts, as we've discussed in our, our throwback to NASCAR episode, um, to try to get our attention, and we discussed how that's going to work on us and what our opinions are of that. But uh, specifically, we want to turn to their attempt to do dirt racing and how that's gone so far. I guess it's one of those uh, memes of how it started, how it's going. And uh, Patrick, <laughs> oh. I think I think you brought up uh, that it's not going so good. Not uh, going so good tonight. Uh, well, what's the latest? Well, it, it, it was a good idea on paper, I think, so far. But then it, I, I think it fell to shit. But that that's my Stephen A. take on it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we just shared a video, and if somebody wants to describe that video to the audience, you may or may not have seen that. Uh, I think that would explain what we're what we're talking about. Yeah, it was uh, one of the heat races for the trucks, and um, they started lap one, and literally after the first lap, if you were not the leader, your windshield was so covered with mud, you could not see a damn thing out of it. And it got to the point where they had the red flag it after a one whole lap because you couldn't see. And reporters, they're even talking to the crew members where they're doing, they're taking the windshield tear off, off of the trucks. And they said, this tear off weighs over a pound with all the dirt and mud and all this. That, and and they're doing all these extra things. I know with the cup cars, they're running, I think they're running like a, like a groove tire. So, so, so it's not like a slick, but the right rears are wearing out like crazy. So. Yeah. Watch the video you guys talk, mentioned, and um, I think it was in the trucks and it's kind of like the helmet cam. And literally in just about a lap, maybe a lap and a half, it, it, there's no way to see out the windshield. How do you race or drive competitively and you can't see anything? And it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, I mean, there are tear-offs, but if you can't tear it off every three laps, uh, it seems like what's happening is just uh, you can't see anything. It's, it, it, I think it's one of those things where it – was a good idea on paper, like I said, but practical use, it just, it, 
they didn't think out the little details of it. Yeah, the Bristol Dirt project or idea, big undertaking, it would seem. I mean, Bristol's known for that. They did the Virginia Tech-Tennessee football game in the infield. That was kind of interesting several years ago um, here in the United States. Um, uh, And then it seems like the Bristol Dirt Nationals and some of the, the dirt cars and dirt races at the dirt track, those have been fine. But it's getting these, some of the stock cars have been an issue. Uh, I'm. If you listen to our past NASCAR episode, you'll know that Bradley and myself fell out of NASCAR. So we basically missed the trucks at Eldora change. That happened while we were out of it. Um, so I don't know what what that those races were like necessarily. If they they had these same problems, are you aware of that, Patrick, or no? I don't have the moat. I'm not completely aware of them, but. From what I can remember is that there was not this many issues, even with the first one, from what I yeah. can remember. So so was it just the state of the track uh, at Bristol? I know they were calling for rain, and, and I know I don't, live, I don't live too, too far from Bristol. I mean, I'm in North Carolina, and I know some rain came through, some heavy storms and rain came through from west to east. Um, so, I mean, did it was it just too wet and muddy? There was hail there. I saw somebody, Anthony Alfredo's Twitter. So, I mean, that, that could have been, it could have been something like that because, uh, like you said, if they do it in the, the trucks at Eldora, I mean, not, not a lot could be different. I mean, it's a little faster at Bristol, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, you look at the video though, and it does make you think how, how crazy it is. And you would think the first thing that comes to our mind is that we said, did they not think that would happen? Because you look at all the, the regular dirt cars and they have no windshield. I mean, you just have an opening and you have your visor and tear-offs on your visor. So the driver can manage that themselves. I mean, and if you see, they, they show the inside of the car view. And I mean, the speed in which the thing gets covered in mud. I mean, it's, it's almost comical. Yeah, you go through turns one and two and it's, you're almost completely covered the, the windshield. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, and it's dangerous. I mean, you, yeah. you're looking at... Uh, at one point in the video, one of the drivers, I'm not sure who, sure who it was, uh, once they got covered, he just kind of put his hand up like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to just hit somebody and ping pong around. I mean, even if they throw the caution, you can't see the pace car. Yeah. yeah. You're going to hit somebody. you got to stick your head out the side. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's a pretty scary situation. Yeah, I it's can like, imagine. It's like when you're driving on the interstate or on the highway – and it's raining so hard that you have to almost pull over and put your four-way yeah. down. Yeah, well, it's like driving an can't do anything. Driving eye racing at a night track with no headlights. That too. <laughs> yeah, it's. I. Uh, I think part of it. This is just my opinion. Is they shouldn't have done it at Bristol. And the reason why is I think part of it might might be the banking of it. So. When they've done it at Eldora, Eldora is not as high of a bank track as Bristol. So, and what I saw from the cup practice was when the cars are going around, it literally, it's, you can hardly see anything from those side cameras that are literally mounted on like the walls of the track. You can hardly see anything going on. So imagine that with wet dirt yeah with a car without a windshield wiper if it had a windshield wiper 
I don't know if that would. I don't think that would even help. Yeah. I don't know if that would help, but it it would be a step in the right direction. You get some dried up mud on there that, you know, you know how it is when it's icy outside and you, you try to, there's snow and ice on the windshield and you try to run it and it just scrapes over it. That's what would happen. Probably. It it would uh yeah it it uh spread it all it around just, yeah it would sm- it would smear it smear <laughs> it would smear it everywhere smear it make it have, worse just, yeah. it would look it would look like uh, I mean well we're in the second half to half of the show it would look like shit yeah it, it, it looked like someone took like a baby diaper and smeared all the shit on it exactly all, all right Christ. over the fucking windshield exactly that's great that's awesome but uh, and visual. Then, with that also the tire wear the tire wear for the cup cars i know specifically they're they're asking the cup teams are asking uh nascar and then goodyear hey can we get another set of tires or can we get another time to change tires during the race i think they're doing what a 250 lap i was gonna say yeah 250 laps god that's at a a track that is i mean it's I don't know where did they test this out? I racing? I I I don't think they tested it out to be honest. Yeah. I mean, did it, it sounded like some guys that are in charge of Speedway, corp, whatever corporation owns Bristol and then NASCAR, sat in a conference room and said, uh, "We need to get people's attention. What do you think would work? Well, why don't we just throw some dirt on Bristol?" Yeah, and, and they've uh, been throwing dirt on it since before the Daytona yeah. 500. So my my question that I've stuck in my mind is when and how do you take all that dirt away? It's going to be a mess. I mean, it was, I'm sh- surely they could do it. I'm just thinking that's, that's a, that's a big, uh, like an old hen, Bradley. I, I, I know. It is such a mess. It is. It is. Such oh a my mess. goodness. Well, I'm, it'll I'm, be such a mess to clean up. It is. Well, I, I, I it, maybe it's just me, but I prefer Bristol as it was. I, I enjoyed watching that race. Yeah. I mean the dirt. I'm gonna. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna watch this because it's madness. But uh, I mean, why not just why why waste? How much did it cost NASCAR and Bristol to do this? Well, I they're mean, not doing it of, for NASCAR. The Dirt Nationals, all well, that. Well, I know, that, but that there, there's well. a lot of nice dirt tracks out there. With Raceway was the one we mentioned last week, or the week before. There's a lot yeah, of places out there they could have gone that have already been established that could that are sh- small tracks, local community tracks that could, if you bring NASCAR there, I mean I, I understand the infrastructure is not really there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bradley, with, with Raceway has wooden stands on the side. Well, I'm not talking about with Raceway, but okay. I mean Eldora. Any, yeah, something like that that's not already built for NASCAR and bring that. I mean, that would be a big deal. But NASCAR's already go to to Bristol, so what's the big deal? Oh, there's dirt on it. Well, there's dirt everywhere. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! That's a that's hot, my take. hot take. That's <laughs> a hot take, Bradley. That, that is a that is a steaming hot. I, it's like a big old steaming turd. There's, under there's dirt in my backyard, NASCAR. Come race in my back <laughs> fucking yard. What? Because I now? can tell you this, NASCAR. I can tell you this. If you race in my backyard, your windshield is not going to be covered. i will say i will say this though they did get our attention they did succeed at that well did get our change let me change the theme um because bristol dirt 
for Na- for NASCAR, questionable right now. Bristol Dirt and iRacing, fantastic victory. Well, no, well, Tyler. Now we we saw what happened with the trucks. We we have yet to see. It could be awesome. It could be fantastic. I watched a clip of practice and it was going fine with the uh, Cup cars. So it leads me to believe. That, yeah, it leads me to believe that the state of the track during the quali- qualifying for the trucks is what led to that problem. And it's just not something that NASCAR fans that don't watch dirt racing, well, I mean, they don't have windshields, so, I mean, you're just not used to seeing that. So I, I understand that part. But anyway, what, as you were saying. Bristol dirt and iRacing is a victory. That's what I was saying. Uh, I forget who got me to buy it last, Patrick. I think it was you and I and a few of us. Uh, I bought the sprint cars for the first time. I've not been historically a dirt racer on iRacing. Um, we did the dirt street stocks a couple weeks ago on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. That was fun at Bristol dirt. Yep. Um, prior to that, my only real dirt experience, I did a league race in the truck at Eldora, uh, last summer. And I was terrible at it. It was just a, it was kind of miserable. It was a lot of work. It was exhausting. Yeah. Uh, but at Bristol dirt, the way just the high banks and the speed and the way it's, it looks and is set up. Uh, I, especially in the sprint car, uh, I, I felt good. I, I got it. It was easy. I mean, easy. It was one gear. It was not complicated. It was just steering and holding the throttle and, uh, what a blast it was. Uh, so much so that we may even create our own summer sprint car series, almost centered around Bristol as our quote unquote local track. Uh, so Bristol dirt to me is a hit. Uh, I'm obsessed with it on the weekends. Uh, it's a great fun run track uh, for us, uh, being very amateur dirt racers. Uh, wouldn't you agree? I don't know if Bradley, you've run it, right? You, you right? You got it. Yeah, I mean uh, that was uh, the one and only time I bought the uh, sprint car for that track to run do the fun run with you guys. And if yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Do it, yeah, yeah. And I haven't tried it. I need to try the sprint car at other dirt tracks that we have. Yeah, but yeah, I would do actually. Would that. Yeah. I've not driven it. I've not. I bought the sprint car last Saturday, a week ago. Hell, let's do it after this. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm uh, whatever. I'm down. Dear, for dear listener, we appreciate you listening to us plan these things out. Um, you're right. I've only run it at Bristol Dirt, and I love it. Um, it could open me up to dirt racing over the summer. Yeah, I mean, out? I'm I'm 100% in uh, with dirt racing. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't have any experience at it, but I'm open to Bristol dirt. Open it up. If Bristol dirt gets me into dirt racing and I racing, the only thing that'll be left for me in I racing is, is what is it? The rally cross? rally cross. Yeah. Uh, that's the only other thing that the service offers. It's a lot of money. Look at all the tracks. I look I at the know. spread of tracks. I haven't bought a lot of those are road courses that uh, aren't frequently used and the rest are dirt tracks. That's and for true. some reason, Darlington. I have not purchased Darlington, even what? though I've even though I won there back in NASCAR 2003 and one of my more memorable victories with the joystick. Yes, in the Sunday morning big bacon club. How many people were racing in that race? Uh, more than at least ten. It was a good field, and I Are recall sure lapping the entire field. Yes, I'm sure about that. Sure, it wasn't like five. You don't remember. You don't remember yourself. So. Do you remember? You're uh, casting aspersions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm casting doubt in your memory about 
your massive victory at Darlington on a Sunday morning. I, I lapped the whole field. Or I did that. I did that twice. I did it because you the, were faster. Or because they all yes. Ran? Because I was faster. I did that. Did that there, and you I did that, that at Jesus, Las Vegas. You answered that fast enough, didn't you? Yes, because it stands out of my mind, and because I have not won an iRacing racing race in ten years. What was that? You know what that was. Damn. <laughs> It's getting salty Patrick, in here. Patrick, have you have you won an iRacing race in the last 10 years? Yes. Good man. And I have not been on it for 10 years, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh could have could have done that tonight. Yeah. Uh oh, you know what that makes me think of? You know what that makes me think of? Oh, we have a live update. What? Uh so from Doug who just joined us uh and had had to leave the show for just uh, after the first part. Um, he gives us an update on one of our teams that are still running. Actually, it is, uh, we see most of us have finished. We ran the daytime session, uh, starting in early morning. Uh, one of our cars is still running and we'll end here in just under 30 minutes. We record this as of right now, it's close to midnight Eastern time in the United States. Uh, one of our teams is still running as we record this and they are currently in fourth place. So they're tied for the best finish we have today. Looking for that podium. Uh, no, we haven't got one yet. They're the last hope we have. I believe that is team. What is that team, Tyler? Uh, Bad Weather Brewing Company. An excellent sponsor of the end of the Apex. That's true. Represented uh, on my right. car also, the BMW. Yeah. Um, so we'll try to get some more updates on them when we can get it. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, they were running a P3. Now they're in P4, so yeah, good good run on them. Yeah, that's really yeah, good. They've got a late night. They joined a later split or a later session. Uh, what I was going to say, Bradley, before you jumped in there with breaking news, um, what really gets, uh, and I guess it's because I've, I was implying that you're a, a worthless piece of shit that hasn't won a race in 10 years, Bradley, but uh, I digress from that harsh point. Um, did I hear you sigh? Oh, you sure did. Um, so, uh, and that's not right of me to do. I, I fully admit that uh, I don't mean to be so harsh. Uh, I think you were implying that of yourself, at least that's what I'm going to say to feel better about myself. Well, the, but it's, it's lack of, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't find myself creating the opportunity. I mean, there's wrecks that happen. And a lot of times I, uh, I like to start in the back of the field in a lot of races, I just don't like to get up there in the mix. And I think if I think you get too scared, I do. I really do. Um, don't be so scared. I think if I got past that and qualified and started in the front, I would, cause I could start in the back of the field and finish top five, but I can't get into the, into the lead. And I think that is a lot of that has to do with talent. Wow. <laughs> Wow, man, that's your own brother. What the fuck? <laughs> oh no, you, we we understand each other's language here. Yeah. Um. No, you you know what brother, that is. you're sandbagging my point that I was trying to get to. Well, we'll get to your damn point. Um, I noticed it in the Sebring race, and I've, it's something I've noticed broadly in, in iRacing, racing, and that is uh, how people that are you know not even the leaders, but people that are like in the top ten, refer to people that are slower or that they're lapping. Uh, I was in Sebring today, and I, I heard somebody in the open all teams, uh, voice com, uh, refer to some somebody who was like, hey, back marker, get out of the way. 
uh, or and sometimes in oval series or leagues, you hear, uh, hey, lapper, we're coming up on you. Hey, lapper. Uh, and, and what it's just a rude way to refer to somebody, just dehumanized way. Like, really hey, grind you, your hey, gears. Hey, yeah. Hey, you you scumbag. We're approaching you, you slow scumbag. Scum of uh, the earth. Yeah. Like, you don't have to call someone a backmarker. Their name is on there. Call them by their name. Or yeah. card yeah. number. In, yeah, yeah, no. in, our, in our session today, we had a lot. There was a lot of guys. I was one of those people, but I never, I don't think I ever flashed my lights. Well, you can, fl- I, I'm not talking flash your lights, but calling somebody basically a worthless slow person, like I just called you, Bradley. Yeah. Know, come on, let's calm down. Chill out, everybody. Yeah. Let's be but nice I mean, to each other. Call call each other by their name. Don't say, don't say guy who hasn't won a race in 10 years. Say Bradley. Good Lord, man. <laughs> when you're passing him slowly on the track because he's not in the league. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I was faster than you had we have been in the same split, which I checked and you were one split, split above us. That's not the same split. So, uh, no, it's not. Um, no, well, I mean, I noticed the thing I noticed today that was interesting is if you're faster than somebody, but you're not on the same lap as them and you're behind them, you're not supposed to flash your lights at them but you're faster than them and they're holding you up and they're slowing you down. We have a whole and, episode about that. Yeah. Angry uh, headlight flashes. Yeah. Angry headlights. Um, but yeah, just to reiterate take, that, I saw a lot of that to today. I, yeah, they do. And I saw a lot of that today. A lot of people were yelling at the others saying, you're in 40th. I'm in 15th. Don't flash me. And I'm like, you're slower than me. Get the fuck out of my way. People have anger issues, man. Yeah. Hey, some people anger like issues. to get flashed, though. I mean, they get some of a free show. Well, well, that too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those people out there. I, I, I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> See, someone would swing at that. Well, okay. That's what we do here at the end of the Apex podcast. In the second half, and really the first half, too, uh, we, we throw things out there and see if it sticks. Most of the time it sticks. Yeah, just like Bradley's attempts to win races. That that sticks. You attempt it. Give me some car crash audio. Somebody, <laughs> anybody? Yeah, just Bradley. Give, give we don't need car somebody, crash audio. Somebody, hey Bradley, give me the sound of my motor blowing this morning. Yeah, yeah. Let's just tune into replay video of Bradley's uh, Sebring Twelve today. There's your car crash. Yeah, the lightest crash on the history of in our sure. history of sim racing sure. that leads to a blown motor and then the, a head-on collision with Bradley- a semi truck. Makes you faster, Bradley. Are you, good are you good going. I racing ten. Are out of you 10. are you the guy in the split where everything bad happens and it's never your fault? Oh, absolutely not. If I run, if I wreck, I feel terrible and it's, it is my fault. I mean, it, I'm telling you, you had to have been there and seen this situation. Both myself and Jerry Isaacs, we we hashed this out in the first half. I'm telling you, it's the difference is I back out in a parking lot and I barely scrape your car and put it. Maybe a visible nick, probably not. We would just exchange insurance information. Probably not even that. We would just say, yeah, let's leave Where are you going with this? And then the other example is a fatal car accident with a semi-truck. But that car can continue on, and the car that backs in blows its motor. Anyway, what were we talking about? I'm not really sure anymore. Just a little salty. A little salty here. Yeah, jeez. A little salty. Gonna get yourself a little diabetes with all that salt. 
Yeah, you need to That's not with salt. <laughs> you mean a uh, high blood pressure there, Patrick? Yeah, you know what? Get I've your medical drinking. condition right. Really, Patrick's not a doc- doctor. I, all right. Yeah, do I don't pretend to be one on TV either. All right. Right. <laughs> I'm a big old dumb dumb. Okay. Is it is it time to bring Robin here and do some F1 picks? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think, think it because you know Rob's standing by right now. Rob is ready I to mean, roll. It's, it's uh, ten o'clock or it's uh after midnight his time, but he's ready to roll with us, Rob. Yeah, Rob, Rob, if you're listening to this, Rob we know is, you're ready to roll with us. Rob is ready for some F1 picks. Uh, we've got our F1 fantasy league. We'll tell you about it. Uh, first time ever fantasy F1 picks on into the apex. Uh, coming up next. All right, yeah. <laughs> How do you like that? Hmm? Is your heart racing? And now, the Into the Apex Formula One Fantasy League Picks of the Week. And it's happened immediately. This is amazing. Oh, oh Adam oh, oh, Carroll, that's just such a boneheaded move, you dork. And it's the Into the Apex F1 Fantasy League Picks of the Week. The Picks uh, of the Week. Picks of the Week. The uh, well-informed Picks of the Week. Well-informed by some, less informed yeah. by others. Robin Tyler's Well-Informed Picks of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're putting this intentionally any, every week. We realize that we have folks that listen to this show that are fans of all the different motorsports, some more than others. Uh, that are on iRacing or or otherwise or in real life. Not everybody's in F1, although you, it's interesting and you should be, and I'm going to make the case that you should be. But uh, when you hear this segment, this is the last segment of the show. So if you need to punch out, punch out. You're not missing anything else. Uh, so we're doing that to be very user-friendly. But uh, hear me out on this. I think if you're not into F1 or you've never watched F1 or you've tried it and just weren't into it, Join our fantasy league. Uh, you have limited time as you listen to this. I think pretty much until this, once the season starts, uh, it's locked in. We've got 17 uh, people in this league right now. Listeners, team members, uh, a whole bunch of people have signed up already. Uh, we still have a few more days where you can get into this thing. Uh, if, if you're not in F1 or you need something to motivate you, what's more motivating uh, than fantasy sports, sports gambling, stuff of that nature? That really can get you into something and get you fired up about a sport or a, a game, a sporting event that otherwise may not have some bite for you. Uh, so join this fantasy league, even if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, hell, Bradley's in this thing. And he doesn't know what he's doing. So so sign up. Nobody else has an excuse if Bradley's in this. Uh, and Bradley, that turns us to you. Patrick, you're you're done for the, for the day. Uh, no more shit to you. You're off the hook. You won the battle. Uh, Bradley, turn it to you now. So you joined the fantasy league. I did for the, you for did. the podcast, so I could for at least podcast. I Bradley can't say discuss, but tell us, Bradley, what you know about Formula One. I know Lewis Hamilton is very good, and I know that uh, a lot of the positions don't change very often. That the, the grid is pretty much set for just from hearing you guys talk. Rob, do you think he's got that accurate? Have I got that? Well, well got one part of it right, I guess, but I'm not even going to say which one. Lewis Hamilton is good. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. That's he, when he's or, or his uh, car is good, and he just is in the car. No, he is good, but <laughs> <laughs> you got Lewis Hamilton fans screeching right now. 
That's fine. That just make sure they keep listening, either to hate us or to love us. That's fine. No, Bradley. They hate Bradley. I've been. I was a Lewis fine, Hamilton I fan. That. I was a Lewis Hamilton fan from from the Vodafone McLaren days. I liked Lewis Hamilton, but but now he's like Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just hates greatness. It's fair. They do. They do. They hate repetition and results. Is what they don't like. Possibly. Oh, as I check this. Uh, I just opened up the Into the Apex podcast Formula One League. We actually now have 19 people in this thing. We've had a couple more uh, since I even last looked at it. How about that? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the latest join has been is uh, his team name is Silverstone. That's a good one. Um, Moro A from it looks like Italy. I hope I have your flag right. From uh, his team's called Red Silver. Uh, Rob, your team is called what the hell? Vandalay Industries Motorsports and Latex Division. <laughs> is, that a is that a pop culture reference? But I'm just not yes, sure. yes, of course. Is Seinfeld? Okay, I'm. I know it's some a fake company that. Yeah, it's a fake company that George always says that he worked for, Vandalay Industries, and he said that they were an importer exporter of latex and latex related products. <laughs> so condoms, basically. Well, that's latex related products. Yeah, gloves, other things. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So, yeah. This is is their motorsport and latex division. (laughs) Oh, my God. We've got uh, Marcus Spry from England. Uh, His team name, This is Truly Terrible, uh, a reference to Yarno Truly. I like that. Uh, Doug Buchanan, What's All That Rustling, spelled as uh, George Russell. Patrick, I think you have probably my favorite team name. Uh, it's just straight up called out of my element. Uh, I, I, I appreciate your self-awareness. I, you know, I, I like F1, but let's be honest. I follow more NASCAR than I do F1, <laughs> but I'm willing to, you know, put more attention to it. So I might as well just come out there and say it. I'm out of my element. So fuck it. Whatever. I, I think, I think like you, like some others that may not be an F1. I think this fantasy league is what you need to get fired up about it though. I was watching the practices earlier today. Exactly. I mean, I, who doesn't do that? You get on these sports books or anything like that. And you, you put even a little something riding on whatever the competition is. And all of a sudden mentally you're into it. It's like that fantasy football in the United States. Uh, imagine any fantasy sports throughout the country or the world. Uh, if you need a little bit of uh, fire behind an event, put a little something on it personally, uh, and it gets a little more, a little more pop to it. Uh, my team name is. I went back and forth on different team names. Uh, some of them were quite insensitive. I didn't go with them. I'm not even going to say them here, uh, but I shared them with a couple of our co-hosts here. Uh, but I went with Kimi Raikkonen's enthusiasm, uh, which may not. Maybe stupid. I don't. I don't know. But uh, I, I have been watching a lot of Kimi Räikkönen videos just for a laugh, and and we all know Kimi Räikkönen's enthusiasm for interviews. Uh, so that's my team name. Uh, Bradley, your team name is uh, what'd you name your team? Uh, Bradley Team One. Is that, oh come on! Is that really what you name your team? Hey, Bruce is only Bruce Team One too. Yeah, that's the generic name they come with. That's yeah, Bradley. You can do better than Bradley Team One, right? Bradley, comment. I just uh, refreshed it, so you need to uh, refresh you just your made, screen. You just made a name. I did. Jesus Christ, what am I about to say? God, what the fuck? 
We're within Bradley plenty of time. I was also Bradley, saying, it still says Bradley team one. Let me well, I, I changed it so you need to don't know where I am. I thought this was a Wendy's. Is it something related to Michael Schumacher? I feel like all Bradley knows is Michael Schumacher. No, I and I don't even know Michael Schumacher, and Patrick just said the name. I don't know where I am. I thought this was a Wendy's. That's Bradley's team name. It is. We're gonna quiz Bradley on F1 here in a moment. Fantastic. And we're and we're gonna get his picks. Fantastic. As soon as I wait for my phone to update the league lineup. Uh, and thank you to all these to all the listeners who are joining this. I hope more will in time uh, to, to get into this. Yeah, it is nice to see that engagement, even though I don't know what I'm doing. Bradley, so yeah, Bradley's team. I don't know where I am. I thought this was a Wendy's. Yes, we just have. I feel like, Bradley, you could uh, do better than that. I mean, that's kind of plucky and funny, right? Yeah, but it's because I did it all while you were speaking, just so I could. Yeah, good, good improv, Bradley. Yeah. I don't know where I am. I, uh, uh, anybody have any ideas for any names for Bradley's team? Hmm. I, the theme seems to be cheeky. F1 theme. How about, you, how about anyone that's listening? Yeah, let's take some Everybody, input from the audience. Yes, take yeah. some polls. Go to the uh, intotheapex.com. Go to the Reddit. If you're not on Reddit, it's easy. Just make an account. And uh, give some name ideas for Bradley's terrible F1 fantasy team with its subpar name. Well, you haven't seen my picks yet. It could be uh, a very well-informed Series uh, of drivers. So, uh, I like how you brush right over that. That's the appropriate response to uh, <laughs> to that statement. Just, let's hear your picks. Just bulldoze. Yeah, yeah, let, yeah, let, let me get into Bradley. Bradley, let's, Bradley, let's let's yeah, hear let's what these picks are. Okay. So, what, so, so here, uh, here are my picks. I'm just going to read them to you. I don't know some of these people's first names, so I'm going to make them up. Um, some of them I know. So oh, the first God. one I picked, at least the ones on my list, picked first, Mick Schumacher. You picked. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Already, already, we're holding on. Um, What's a Schumacher? Okay, that. What did I just say a little bit ago, Bradley? You probably named your team something after Schumacher. Well, well, sure enough, sure as could be. First overall, you see that name Schumacher, and you're like, I kind of yeah, know what that yeah. is. That guy's good, and you click. He's, it. he's still racing. What's up with that? How long has? Oh Mick my Schumacher, god, Bradley! How long has Mick Schumacher been in Formula One? How many races has he started in Formula One? I mean, he was in the video game when we were young, so... I'm talking about Mick, not Michael. <laughs> Bradley, do you even know Michael Schumacher's I do. status right I, now? I am I am aware of his status. Okay, good. We don't have to go down that, that dark hole. Um, I feel like we already did. Yeah, we did. No, we were. I oh, thought no. we were going to. Let's uh, let's avoid that. Uh, so Mick that. Schumacher, do you know who he is, Bradley? Yes, he, that would be uh, Michael's son. Did you know that or did you guess that? I well, I'm I've kind of learned a little bit of it. I've I've read up on him in his current status. What team does he drive for? Uh he drives for as Bradley Googles. He drives for Haas. Did you Google that or did you No, know it's that? on the F1 Fantasy HAA. Oh, so I just I deducted that he drives for Haas. And that uh, his sponsors you are you you, are you mean Haas. Bradley, you you mean you read it. You read yeah, it. Yeah, I read it. Page. Okay. I, I certainly did. <laughs> I certainly did. Um, so my next pick is Do you no 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 we're not done yet. Oh Jesus. So we're gonna do this. So your first these. your first I, I forget, and and uh, that's on me. I forget the exact value of your picks. He is five point eight million. 
He's yeah, I know that. He's the I actually I have the cheapest of the of the lot. Bradley, I have Mick Schumacher on my roster. Well then what's what's the what's the issue here? But is this I'm trying to remember, is this where you didn't pick him first overall? No, it's not. I'm reading this in the order it shows them to me. I picked Lewis Hamilton first overall. Okay, go go from the first to last. It doesn't have it ordered for me. You don't have from the highest dollar amount to the lowest. Yeah, okay. Okay. From the highest dollar amount. Because I was be, going to say, if you put Mick Schumacher in your number one position... No, he is in my Hasef, number one position. It doesn't matter how good Mick Schumacher is. Hasef, one's not going to... Wait, is it ordered based on the position you picked? I On my... Uh, I say Ross, just let him read them off of an Yeah, that's how I'm Yeah, just read them, read them yeah, off. Yeah. We're going to parade them either way. Yeah, uh, yeah, we are going to... I'm... I'm my body is ready for this. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to <laughs> pin you against a wall here. Obviously. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so carry on. Car- next, so, what, so, so yeah. Schumacher. So next is uh, Daniel Daniel Ricardo. You said that name correctly. I'm impressed because I'm I'm used to hearing you guys talk about it. See, I, I listen. You do. That's a solid so, pick. That's a good is, pick. I'm assuming McLaren. Yes, yes. That would be what MCL means. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm aware. Oh boy. Um, so that would be my second. Uh, third would be Lance Stroll and <laughs> Aston Martin. I don't think Aston Martin's going to be a bad pick, but I laugh at Lance Stroll because of Rob. What, what about Lance Stroll? What the fuck does that mean? He's Canadian. Rob's oh, is Canadian. He? But why do you laugh? He looks because, Canadian. Because his dad bought his way in. <laughs> I didn't know that about him, but now I appreciate that. I just find that interesting. That's I appreciate all. that information. I mean, I guess it is rude of me to give him that treatment and not Mick Schumacher that treatment. I am deferring probably a lot of respect to the Schumacher name. Well, he's worth more than than Schumacher in fantasy. Yes, he's worth, he's worth thirteen point well, nine million. I would say that's also because he's on a probably a better team that has better chance. Yeah, Mick, Mick Schumacher is bottom shelf. Stroll is uh, middle of the row. I won't give you a hard time, but if if I were going to pick an Aston Martin, I would have picked Sebastian Vettel. But I don't know what the prices were. He's he's Aston Martin. Yeah. So did he change? I thought asked. So explain to me, Aston Martin is new for this season, or Aston Martin is what was Racing Point. Okay, and what were the, what was their manufacturing? Or what they were they were the pink cars for somebody like you. But who built their car? Rob, who built their car? They're Mercedes powered. Mercedes, okay. I knew that. That's that's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> All informed Tyler has got nothing for me when I answer the hard <laughs> ask the hard questions. Oh, he he defers to Rob, the true yeah, Rob. Formula One fan, unlike Tyler, who just got back into it after a hiatus of ten years. But who am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, there there you cuts, go. I like that it. cuts that cuts deep. <laughs> Tyler F one uh, expert <laughs> meme in here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your next pick, big fella? Uh Lewis Hamilton, as I previously mentioned. Oh, mo- the most expensive coming in at thirty-three point five million dollars. Yeah, Lewis Mercedes. Hamilton was my first as well. I figured I'll get Lewis first. He was your first, and you don't forget that, but uh <laughs> <laughs> I picked him first. I picked Lewis first, and I figured I'll fill in my budget around him. Yeah, and that was my strategy he is my, too. He is my for the American baseball fans. He's my Mike Trout. Uh, he's my. How many uh, World Series has Mike Trout? Uh, yeah, but this is not a baseball podcast. Yeah, I know. No, I'm just pointing at that. But uh, zero. Well, Lewis Hamilton has much more championships. Oh yeah, than- I, I, I did. Now I did watch Lewis Hamilton's uh, episode where he was interviewed by. David Letterman on Netflix. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a good uh, interview from a fellow racing fan. 
David Letterman. Yeah, Letterman. Yeah. Yeah, and in the IndyCar and such. But yeah. uh, so my final driver pick is uh, Rudolf Giovinazzi. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say? In the Alfa Romeo. No, no. We'll say that name. Who? Say the name again. I said it. <laughs> I'm making it. It's Rudolf Giovinazzi. Who is Rudolf? Rudolf? I'm making it up because I don't know his first Just name. say his last In name. Oh, yes. no. Giovinazzi. <laughs> In Alfa Romeo. Ah! At least you didn't say Alfa Romeo. <laughs> yes, Alfa Romeo. <laughs> Value oh $7.9 million. So so read out your lineup again quickly of drivers so and then Mick give Schumacher, us your manufacturer. Mick Schumacher, Daniel Ricardo, Lance Stroll, Lewis Hamilton, and Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. <laughs> old, old Giovinazzi. Rudy. Oh, we got a good joke for the rest of the season. Old, old, old Rudy Gio. I'm thinking Giuliani. That's, I would have probably gone with Kimi Raikkonen, but uh, I just love Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. Well, I've heard is he's been around a while. And um, okay, yeah. my manufacturer, which if I was to start becoming a fan of, of Formula One, I would be a fan of this, is Aston Martin. Well, why don't you just declare yourself today an Aston Martin sure, fan? Sure, I will, I will declare myself that. I enjoy Aston Martin. I like and their so their be a Sebastian years. Vettel fan. You should be a Sebastian Vettel fan. Perhaps. I do. I've Now, I have watched uh, random Saturday mornings. I'm having my coffee. I'll... I'll throw a race on and get bored with it pretty quickly because I don't understand. I don't understand everything. You got to understand uh, it. I, I've watched Sebastian Vettel. I've seen his interviews, and he, he's now. What's his nationality? Is he German? He's German. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I could, I could get on board with it. Become a Vettel fan. And who's your favorite, Tyler? Uh, for those early years, I watched uh, Lewis Hamilton win his first cha- world championship against Felipe Massa at Interlagos, and I was gripped by that, that last lap kind of pass really late lock in. I was, that was my first season of F1 fandom. So I do realize, of course, I'm, I was late to the party being a NASCAR fan for a while. And that, that particular season, uh, I remember it was a race at spa in the rain. It was like, I think it was Lewis versus Kimi in the Ferrari. And, uh, it was starting to rain mid race and they, they were s- spinning one after another, swapping leads after, getting loose from the rain they had to come in and get rain tires and i remember thinking this is like nothing i've ever seen in nascar and probably nothing i'll ever see in nascar obviously bradley you saw that uh with the road charlotte roval race uh in the rain this past october so eventually they kind of got to that point of entertainment but i was so entertained and gripped uh, and obviously being a rookie f1 viewer uh, I didn't know, of course, that not every race is like that, uh, and that, and obviously throughout the years, it's, it gets some somewhat stagnant. You get the same results over and over, and uh, it's kind of every race isn't different. It's more of a overtime progression, uh, kind of waiting for other teams to figure it out or step up or something to happen with the technology or whatever. Uh, but something about it, there's a glamour about it. The races are somewhat shorter than NASCAR. Uh, I I came to enjoy road racing. And just watching people, watching the drivers drive on the road course, um, whether they were overtaken or not, just fascinated with watching the cars going so fast. Uh, so that's kind of a long answer uh, to saying that Lewis Hamilton was the guy early, and I jumped on that bandwagon. So it was easy. It was a lazy pick. Uh, I kind of liked 
the Vodafone McLaren. I, I was I liked the car. I very simple pick of a favorite driver. Uh, but did you do you make any changes to your lineup since last week? Did I? Uh, I have not, but I'm thinking about it right now. Bradley, to answer your question, <laughs> after ten minutes of of uh, monologue, uh, I like I still have a soft spot for Lewis. I don't mind seeing him win so much, but I will give. I mean, I'm I'm. I get sick of sometimes seeing the same people win all the time. So I'd be lying if I said I didn't root against him sometimes these days since yeah, I've come like, back to him. I mean, it's like what, what I did with Jimmy Johnson and NASCAR. I mean, he's yeah. good. You just kind of get tired of watching him win. And I want to pull for a United States F1 team. I want it to be like the Olympics. but partic- And I liked Ramon Grosjean. But particularly now that Haas F1 is basically Russia F1 and not US F1, uh, like Can I you could explain be, that to me because I don't I, could, I, I don't follow that. So, could, is it, yeah. so the so the country Russia backs the hot well, No, uh, no. Explain no, that. Nikita Mazepin drives for them, and they he's like it's like Lance Stroll, Nicholas Latifi, Nikita Mazepin. There's certain people who are like pay drivers. Like they just bring in so much money to the team from their rich parents. Usually that they just that's they have a guaranteed seat. And Mazepin is Russian, right? Yeah, so it's just so an oligarch. So his one of his sponsors on the front of his fire suit is Moscow State University, for example. And the oh, controversy was the if you look at the library for Hasef won this year, it's got the the uh, red, white, blue, kind of like the Russian flag and a stripe alongside the car. And there's a anti-doping agency ban on the Russian flag. So like if you look at at uh, Mazepin's fire suit, all the other people drivers' fire suits has their their name and their nationality, nationality or national flag. Jesus, uh, at their about their waistline where the waistline of the fire suit is. Mazepin does not have a flag. The Russian flag isn't isn't there. Uh, but they say it's kind of like they cheated. They they snuck in a Russian flag and those kind of stripes on the House F one both House F one cars livery. So if you look at it, you'll see that. But what, is that really any different from what Ferrari does with uh, Philip Morris and the whole Mission Winnow thing? Do you guys know about that? Have you looked at that? Is it Winnow or Win Now? Oh fuck! Hell if I know. I don't know. <laughs> I just read the thing as I read it. As an idiot, uh, Mission Winnow or Winnow? I don't know. Winnow, I think, is what it is. Winnowing. Uh, I was curious. I was like, what is Mission Winnow? Because obviously that ugly green MW logo on the kind of the fin of it got my attention and i know they've had that for a little bit now uh, and i did not realize that it was philip morris doing uh more s- kind of subtle secret advertising for their cigarettes basically uh just google mission winnow I, mean, I guess i'm advertising for them but look it up it's a it's it takes you to some mission page and it's like what what the hell is this it's very vague it's i i read the website and i don't even know what it was but it's the same thing as when they did the barcode on the ferrari it's subliminal cigarette advertising, right? So why not put the Russian flag on the Haas if it's making them money? But hmm. but it, it turns me off of... Did you know that about the barcode on the Ferrari? Did you know that was subliminal tobacco advertising? No idea. That You remember the barcode though, right? Yes. That was subliminal advertising because they're not allowed to put Marlboro on there anymore. So they put that barcode to jog, to make people think of a pack of cigarettes. Huh? Yeah. That's right. I know things. 
Yeah, and I think <laughs> oh, the issue this... with the Russian flag goes back to the Olympics with the all the the big doping. Yeah, scandal. That's right. So that's why, um, I was at the FIA. Um, yeah. said no Russian flags. Or I mean, it's yeah. That, that's basically what it all stems from, and and I even heard I even read in an article that Schumacher said, "Oh, it's not due to Russian influence. It's you know, he he came up with something else, and I, I guess he was just trying to stay faced, which I don't blame him." Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, as an American F1 fan, uh, I was excited. I think I mentioned even a week ago or here in a recent episode, I was pumped for the, the old USF1 hype with Peter Windsor uh, years ago that never came off the ground. Uh, wanted to see a, at least one of the two being an American driver. Something to get behind. It's like the Olympics. It's a, it's a very international motorsport. And uh, we didn't get that. And now And now it's just really rich that are, are basically are what came to be our United States F1 team based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with all the other American motorsports, uh, besides like IndyCar, uh, is now dripping with, with Russia, considering the kind of adversarial nature of that. So that's my two cents on that. Uh, that was That is a very long-winded answer to Bradley's question, <laughs> that I would love to be like a Mick Schumacher, Haas F1 fan, even though they aren't very good right now, uh, and maybe they never will be. Uh, but if I'm being real honest, I feel like these days I, I kind of like McLaren still. I like Lando. I li- I really like Daniel Ricardo. He's just a funny guy. So if I really pull in for somebody this season, uh, Daniel Ricardo would be one. And then maybe Sergio Perez in the Red Bull would be another, uh, maybe more so even than Lewis Hamilton. Uh, so any- anyway, Bradley, that's the answer to your question. We took a very, uh, several detours in that. Yeah, I can't say I was paying attention, but well, well, yeah, that's great. We can still recap the picks. I don't know if yeah, br- I wish we did ours last week. Yeah, we kind of went through ours. Um, I did not, Rob, change my lineup. I've got Lewis Hamilton, uh, Daniel Ricardo. Uh, I've picked Fernando Alonso third from Alpine, George Russell, Mick Schumacher, and McLaren. Uh, after practices, I feel like I should put uh, Yuki Tsunoda in there but again maybe i need to just wait for the qualifying to see who's not sandbagging and what do you think now that i've seen some stuff i think you have a perfect lineup myself but for myself and i'm not changing anything because i just i'm not that kind of guy like i'm i stuck with something or i chose it and i'm just going to stick with it and i'm more or less going with all sleepers with picks that i hope other people aren't going to be going for um so i have max for but I know obviously at least half the people are going to go for him. Uh, I have Sebastian uh, Ocon. Uh, I have Sebastian Vettel. I have page just crashed on me. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You're on the spot, Rob. I know it's just sitting here. Can't do it. (laughs) I don't know. It's just being slow, but yeah, uh, I'm sure you had. I went with Red Bull for Red the main. That's not a bad choice. You you know those two are going to uh, probably do decent enough. Oh, I picked George Russell. That was the Russell. only one I wasn't thinking of. And Charles Leclerc. I know you're a Leclerc fan. Yeah. Or is it Leclerc? I don't really know don't how you know. pronounce that guy's name. I'm I'm a I'm a dumb American. I have no idea. <laughs> um, or old Rudy Giovinazzi. <laughs> Giovinazzi. 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 Grazie a tutti. Grazie a tutti. 
And Patrick, I think you were you here, Patrick? I don't think you were. Uh, you didn't make your picks yet, or we didn't hear yours. I, I don't remember if I did, but I, I have them pulled up and I can let what you, you know. got. I think Bruce was here, so I don't think we got to hear yours. Um, I have uh, Botas, um, yeah. Vettel, um, Schumacher, uh, Russell. They're my two uh, budget picks. Uh, Ricardo. And then for my manufacturer, I picked Red Bull. That's, I, don't, I don't see any problems with that. I feel like a lot of on the budget, George Russell was one of the cheaper drivers, and I think a lot of us chose Russell because uh, of you think a lot of the fanfare about him last year. Yeah, his performance at the end of the season yeah. last year. And, th- and then it's clear to me that the Schumacher name is at least swaying us here on the show. I'm interested in seeing what the uh, other members out there picked. They might be much smarter than, about it than, than even we are. But uh, we seem to have a trend. Daniel Ricardo also, I notice uh, we almost all of us seem to have tried to pick Daniel Ricardo. He he comes kind of right at the right price, seventeen point three million. Uh, he's in a in a you know a good car and uh, decent car. Uh, McLaren was kind of right up there with Racing Point and Red Bull, kind of mid pack, right upper mid pack. I'm interested to see what Fern- – I, I picked Fernando Alonso. I'm not hearing that name anywhere other than my picks. Uh, what do you think, Rob, about Fernando Alonso? He made the comment in an interview this week that that he's better than Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, some of these other guys. So he's pretty pretty confident, right? I may. I think he has every right to be. I think when I said my picks before, I said Sebastian Ocon. Yes, you I did. I actually goes- caught that. Because it was right in the middle of whenever I was looking at it, and I was going to say, I didn't know if I was going to say Sebastian Vettel or uh, Esteban. Well, at least Ocon, you didn't say but... Rudy Ocon. <laughs> Giovanna, yeah. yeah. I didn't say old, that. Old, but... old Rudy Hamilton there, that's who I picked. I think Alonso probably does have a lot more skill than a lot of these other guys. Comes from a different generation, and I don't know. Just I, I could definitely see it, so I want to see him in a really competitive car for sure. I'm glad, to, I'm glad he's the, back. I love seeing old guys do their thing. Right. I liked it when Michael Schumacher came back in the Mercedes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And uh, who uh, that kind of pops in. Who else would you like to see come back? If you could pick a driver that's maybe relatively recently retired that might be able to come back, who would you want to see come back? I'd like to see Hulk get a full-time seat again. Hulkenberg showed last year. He, he can still do it clearly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that'd be my main pick probably. But Mark Webber. Mark Webber. Yeah. <laughs> not no I fire for that i see yeah i see not necessarily like i said i like hulkenberg something it's, it's in my memory because i've seen him do it and i know he can and i like i said you just know how many of these seats are being just paid for not by skill gentleman so. driver of f1 yeah about. so yeah we'll we'll see check uh check into the apex.com for the fantasy uh, fantasy league, we've got the link on the website. Uh, we, like I said, 19 people in that, and uh, it's going to be pretty competitive this year. Uh, that'll be throughout the entire year. We'll be talking about it each week of a Grand Prix, uh, going with our picks, tr- uh, reading out who's doing what. Uh, I'm fired up for the season regardless, but uh, this fantasy league has got me fired up more. Uh, the carrot on my stick is beating Bradley. I don't want Bradley to make a fool of all of us. <laughs> it's gonna happen. As you Team S Martin's so? gonna sweep the season. So here's what I predict, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all throughout our life, I have come to like things and to get excited about things 
And uh, uh, I know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going. I don't know about that. You, you know why though? Because it's it's damn true. Well, you know what's well, you know what else. Let me finish my point, Bradley, and then okay. you can make your rebuttal. Uh, I've made my rebuttal all on the show before. All throughout our life, I have really? gotten enthusiastic or I've liked things. Yeah. I've, I've been like I've been enthusiastic and you're over in the corner, all judgmental. What am I doing like, in the corner? Like that's stupid. Uh, why do you like that? That's I don't like that. And I think you take that stance just because it's something yeah, I but, like. Yeah, but, but we but do, then, that, but we do then, that to each other. But, we do that to then, each Brad, other, though. But but then, uh, a year later, you become obsessed with the thing that I like to begin with. I feel like I'm a trendsetter yeah. and you're a follower. I feel like this year, you're going to fall in love with Formula One. I feel like the next time I see you, you're going to have a Sebastian Vettel. Well... And an Aston Martin hat, shirt, hoodie. You see, I was just looking at while you were uh, talking F one. I was just looking at Aston Martin merchandise, and I like. It. That's what did I was going to say. I like. Did I just call that? But F1? it's not. It's not that. It's not F one. <laughs> did I, I like just? It. Did I just completely no. call that? No, no, but I, I, did I just describe your entire being? No, but I like. I like the I know brand of Aston well. Martin. I like the manufacturer. Oh, the, that's too fun. Like I, I watch them in their videos, uh, which are very nice and shiny for Lamar. They're very well produced. I like so, following so, them at Lamar. Yes. So, so basic uh, so what, the brand. what this what this comes Marketing. down to That's is Brad is. Bradley likes the colors. Bradley likes saying the words Aston Martin. Yeah, you, you can't say you don't. You've never picked something just for its aesthetics. Well, that's what I just said about the Vodafone, McLaren, Mercedes, the successful marketing department at Aston Martin, the mid two thousands. Yeah. Uh, so, but I just find it beautiful that I just said, "Oh, next time I see you, you'll be in the hoodie, shirt, and hat." And you're literally, while I'm talking, shopping for those things. Oh, absolutely. And you're about my, to- my rebuttal is this, kind of like uh, how I got you into iRacing. Oh, but for but for my actions a year ago, my encouragements a year we would ago. not we would not be doing this podcast right now. Probably you'd be sitting at home doing God knows what. Stop changing the subject, and I would be entering a fixed truck session because that's mostly all I would ever do. You would have given up, and I would yeah, I wouldn't have enjoyed the road racing like I do as much as much as I do now. I got you into road racing, didn't I? No, I got myself into road. I racing. I got you into road. You racing. had nothing to do with it. I, I got like myself. I, I like how Patrick and Rob are just standing on the sidelines now. <laughs> um, Bradley, are you going to watch the Bahrain Grand Prix this Sunday? When is that? Sunday. What time? In the morning, I think. Well, I mean, if I'm if I'm awake and I have nothing better to do and I've got coffee to what drink, what better I'll, would you have? I'll to put do? it on. I don't know. Go to the grocery store in the morning. Maybe the gym. Yeah, you never know. You know, you can listen to it on the radio. I don't have a radio. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is nineteen ninety-five. What is this? The nineteen twenties? Got to listen to it on the on the radio and then listen to the news. You feel like you have to carry your stereo into the gym with you to listen. You have a phone, don't you? Yeah, but I don't have uh, the ear pods, and I'm not gonna. Can't work out with the the wired. You're, that's another discussion. You know. <laughs> what the fuck are we going on? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> so Patrick, <laughs> Patrick are you, uh, Mr. Out of Your Element, are you going to watch the Bahrain Grand Prix? Yes, I actually, and I actually have it set to record in case I miss any parts of it. My man. Oh, that's uh, You see, Bradley, Patrick, uh, how much? Well, I mean, that's, that's a challenge then. I guess I'll have to tune in. What, what time? Eastern, Eastern time. Eastern I think time. it's like are 11 really Eastern. Me- you gonna oh, make me really Google this? 
I want to say it's 11 Eastern. Oh, yeah. so it's a little, a little later than say, what they yeah, usually are. Yeah, you're right. Time. That's more lunchtime viewing. Sakir Grand Prix, Bahrain International Circuit. And how? 11 a.m. Eastern time, correct. So, so how long do the F1 races last? Typically? They're not very long. I'd say, what, an hour and a half? Yeah, they're not as long oh, yeah. as an hour and a half. Felt, yeah. felt like a regular IMSA race then. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's doable. They're easy to digest. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, I'll look into it. I can't make any assurances, but I'm I'll I'll catch some of it. We'll see next week. We'll see. Yeah, I'll be I'll come in ready to discuss it. <laughs> I'll take notes. Yeah. So that's our F1 picks of the week. That's our F1 segment. A little long this week because we're getting it started and we also had to give Bradley a hard time. Uh so let's get some plugs in here as we end the show. Uh Stand Up to Cancer 500 Patrick is coming up in April. Uh, go to madsimracing.com, the series racing tab, uh, drop down to the SU2C500, register for that. We still got a lot of spots open, Patrick, I think. Yes, we uh, do. I think we have, we have about 18 spots left. Yeah, and we've raised uh, over $700 already for that. It's a $15 minimum donation to Stand Up to Cancer. It's on a GoFundMe that's linked directly to Stand Up to Cancer. So there's no middleman. It's uh, The money goes right to them. They're linked on there. Uh, there's no issues with that. Um, and that's for a good cause. It's a 500 mile race at iRacing Super Speedway. It's going to be off the chain, two fast repairs, not a super serious thing. It's going to be a good time. Um, what else we got? We got, uh, into the apex.com join the Reddit. A lot of discussion and polls go up on there. We're trying to build that up. It's still in early days, uh, but we're trying to build the community around this show. Uh, join the F1 Fantasy League. It's linked on the website as well. Uh, we, it's going to be competitive. 19 competitors on there now. And uh, then next week on the show, we've got David Perel, a uh, Blanc Payne uh, GT driver, 24 hours of spa winner in class. Uh, an excellent uh, guest to join us on Into the Apex. He'll be with Josh Martin. They're of... Um, uh, Coach Dave Academy, Assetto Corsa. We're going to talk about a huge series that they have coming up. Uh, and we're going to also get into talking about uh, the comparison between real racing and sim racing because David is somebody who's done both uh, and excelled at both. Uh, we couldn't be more excited about that coming up next week, uh, among everything else. We'll recap F1, we'll recap Sebring, uh, and uh, plenty to do. Uh, so until then, this has been Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.